Lieutenant listeners, and welcome to another episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I am your host today, Jacob, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Kevin and Val. Ah, uh, this is Kevin. This is one of the few times where Kevin has to figure out whether he goes for, before Val or after Val, because I'm <laughs> running the show. Val's a gentleman, don't worry. Mm, absolutely. Uh, lucky last. And anyway, today's episode is uh, sort of a unique episode. We just sort of felt like it was about time that we sort of hang, hung out, talked about how we've been going recently with Infinity, any sort of sort of random thoughts. So not necessarily a themed episode this week, but uh, time for the, the Lost Lieutenant host to sort of let you know what they've been thinking as far as Infinity is concerned quickly before we get into our general hangout and our general um, discussion of uh, recent games and what have you we do have a couple of announcements to get to firstly with infinity news so we had announcements kind of recently that they're going to change the classified deck they're bringing out a new one yeah, so just after we finished the Q1 challenge, they've obviously taken Thank on our you. word and gone, gone. Oh wow, these guys have come up with some great ideas. Let's release, let's release a new classified deck. Yeah, I'd like to thank all our listeners who entered to <laughs> wasting their time we... just to put it out in the universe so that yeah. Stevie could listen. <laughs> So That's you. all right. This is like a this is like a mega ritual of um you know how when the first the the first person to do a really great conversion of a model that hasn't come out that's when they drop the official one. This was our mega ritual for the uh, uh, classified deck. Well, we haven't heard anything, have we? It's just the fact that it's happening. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. No news yet. But I mean, clearly, it's been something that I reckon's been on the cards for CP for a little while, and I'm glad that uh... we just yeah. You know, got our listeners together and, and you know, yeah, like, like you say, uh, sacrifice the goat and now uh, hopefully get some new cards in the new season. If, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I expect it would do, right? I'm, hope, I'm hoping they really sort of look at their old deck and go, okay, so every single card, well, so for the most part, maybe a couple of them, but every single card we got here, we cannot repeat again. And just see what they come up with. Like, I mean, like if they keep something like Predator or they keep something like uh, Extreme Prejudice, sure, it's sort of a basic function of the game. It's a fallback. You're lucky if you get it because it's easy Mm -hmm. to get. But um, hopefully, there's yeah, a little bit something a little bit different. I mean, what was it? I don't know how many how many seasons ago? What four seasons ago or something like that? They you know they changed the classified deck, and that's when it had like forty cards. Then they cut down to 20 cards but obviously just doubled up every card so which i think everyone saw as generally a, a good thing so whether yeah. they continue that trend in that What's sort it? of way like simplifying the deck maybe or like you say just doing something completely different we'll, we'll wait and see was it 10 i mean i've i could go and go and get it if i wanted to but was it 10 classifieds you had four each or was it 20 classifieds and there was two each and that oh, one because i looked I at it remember now you mention it, I don't remember. Yeah, but there was, there was, there was Let's not live in the past. Yeah. Let's live what in the future. Ever. But yeah, so uh, excited to see what they come up with. Uh, it's a, it, Did they give us a time, like new season sort of thing? or No, uh, no just nothing. speculation at this yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense for a new season. I did have a couple of new players come up to me on the weekend and ask me about how to get a classified deck. And I'm like, yeah, it's not easy. But also, don't <laughs> bother because it's getting done in a few months. And in the meantime, you just roll a d20. I was about to say, did they... Did they drop an app or like a P- they dropped a PDF, didn't they, of the English classifieds? Yeah. 
Yeah, so, the PDF that they released along with the announcement where you can download your own. Yeah, suck shit, if, suck, suck shit if you're a native Spanish speaker because you haven't bought enough classified decks. So they've got enough that they're not bringing out a, pan, a Spanish uh, PDF. Are they not? Yeah, no. <laughs> there's, there's enough um, Spanish uh, decks left that they're just like, eh, buy one of the classified decks from us. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, fair enough. We also got... The, we also got to see their June releases, which again I don't think necessarily are anything super new. Um, yeah, from... I think we may have may, we may have touched on them last time. I don't recall, but we th- do have a painted think, version of the Oyoroi. Yeah, I think some of them are a little new. Okay, um, which one was that? Oh, I, I don't remember seeing oh, the JSA oh, pack. It was... Yeah, you're right. The GSA pack is is an is well, it's quote unquote new and in its existing models, but they uh, packaged them into an expansion pack, which some people have called GSA Ninja Pack because it's essentially all the different ninjas that you can. Well, get. yeah, it's it's uh, two Oniwaban, two ninjas, and the Shikami. Yes, yes, uh, that's yeah. correct. Yes, so which is a, which is a great great box, and it's like a yeah. mixture. Of, like they're all really nice models, like that um, Keller Hacker. Backbow Ninja is something that you could only get in Operation Red Veil until fairly recently. So yeah, um, that's good to have now in a box set. Um, all the other models there are dope, and then you got the new Kitsune and the new uh, Ninja, uh, the new Ninja. So yeah, that's a great little box. It, it, it'll be interesting because I like I, I didn't have the Tacbow Ninja, but that Ninja with the roof originally it came with a separate arm to give it the Tacbow. Yeah, it did. So I, I find I find this pack is it's it's a little bit strange as far as that's concerned because it's sort of all the people who had their red veil were really happy with their red veil ninja and then it felt like they brought out the ninja on the roof and in the front here um yeah i think sick to sort of uh compensate for people who could you know how like they generally have a general release of some models like the its models that's what he felt like is the general release of the um tacbo ninja but now that you you've got both of them um, oh, the pretty different, but yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. this is this is this, um, this is a cool pack. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, too bad. Too bad the Shikami is still too difficult to use. Yeah, but it's a great. It's a, you can almost use it as any other of the ninjas. Mm-hmm. You can use it as a tank, or if you really want to, make it weapon agnostic. Um, the other new one, I guess, new is um the Cyclone Sputnik is being repacked as well. Oh, sorry. Oh uh, no, I'll flick through them. They're in no particular yeah. order. Cyclone Sputnik has been repacked with the new koalas, which I thought was hilarious because... Because <laughs> the Morans didn't get it? Yeah, I, I saw your post on Facebook of <laughs> suck at Morans. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. I got a lot of... Uh, a fair uh, bit of trash. So, yeah. so this is the Cyclone. This is not the... Um, no, this, this is not sorry, the Lunacod. Sorry, my bad. These are the Lunacods. I don't know why I said Cyclone. Right, yeah. They are the Lunacods. So are you getting yeah. two Lunacods yeah. in this box? I guess so. Yeah, because that's that's a good that's a good deal because you usually only get one. Yeah, I mean it'll increase the, it'll increase the cost because you might only want one want a single lunar cord. Now you I wonder if they're uh, I wonder if they're side cast or whatever. Oh, you know what? Well, that could be absolutely correct. They could be. Uh, maybe they'll put them in sidecast. I don't know. Th- that could that could be really dicey with the way the Lunacod model is put together, making it out of um, yeah. Sciocast. Why do we still model. doubt CB to this day? I don't understand. <laughs> Why do it, we doubt them? We have, do we have, ex, do we have uh, evidence of an existing mini being redone in Sciocast? I don't think we do, do we? Other, other than like the Zeta and stuff, 
which like so, so, like some yeah. well like some of the tags well, there were some yeah. models that came out metal and then the then like the later production came out as plast as the Sire cast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I, I agree it would be great if they did that by yeah, in interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure. We'll see. I mean, at the very least, if it's made out of sidecast, that bloody tail that it has on the back of it will actually be easy to glue on. That's true. Yeah. The I don't. I don't. I don't think my. I don't think since like I put it together, my Lunacod has had its tail on because it just yes. falls off constantly. The back of them. Same with a lot of the old Nomad remotes. They're just yeah. pain in the arse. Like I've got like I've got the old Fanus chicken bots and those. Those top fins, they just, they just yeah, they're them. gone. They're gone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, that that is half of the reason why. As much as like sometimes I really like the look of some of the Pando stuff, every time I look at their bloody antennas and I go, no, nah, I'm just they're gonna get broken, they're gonna fall off, and it's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, we, yeah, so like you said, we got the painted. Uh, let's get just through the boring stuff that we've seen before. We got the painted Oyeroi. Um, yeah, it looks looks dope. Still looks awesome. I'm for sure going to pick him up and I don't know play JSA after BCB or something like that. Very nice. So we got the patches that were painted, painted up. So we've seen these guys Ooh. before. They look, okay. they, <laughs> they they look, they still look great. I, just, I I want to point out whoever they got to paint these guys. I really enjoy the like the almost like comic book book aesthetic he's gone for. Yeah, um, yeah, where it, they almost look more like painted. Whereas you, if I go back to like the the Oyeroi, he looks like really like non-metallic metals and you know proper battle damage. These guys, you know, their helmets look like they're, they're reflecting a star or something yeah. like that. No, it's I a really it's nice card, like... like comic book look. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's nice. Yeah. No, that, that I guess the primary colors, and you're right. Yeah, the way that the blue and the yeah. No, I can I can see that. I yeah. like him. I like them. Um, they, they went up on pre-order on Toy Soldier Imports as well. And then this isn't a dig at Toy Soldier Imports. This is just literally everything. But these two models are like $30 each, which I'm like, fucking hell, CB. Like, Wait, they've made they, these they, miniatures. they're sold separately? No, no, no. But they're $60 it's, it's, it's per <laughs> Okay. Jesus. Yeah, for two minis, like, I understand they're big chunks, right? But fucking hell, like... <laughs> like they're they're big models, so I can understand why. But they're like one of those, yeah. It just hurts. It's just gonna hurt every Ariadna player that wants to run these guys. Yeah. And the, or fork out that much. <laughs> which which is suck because yeah. yeah. I don't I don't I don't almost want to get four of them and make two of them um, Cosmosoldats. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely convert maybe convert them up. Um, it would be a case. This would be a case for making these two miniatures. Diocast, which I'm assuming they're not if they're sixty bucks for two. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think I think I think these guys would be a great candidate uh, for their new plastic resin. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. I think uh, they probably are. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens when they come out. They will probably, probably be metal. Are. I don't think they're quite ready to transition to the. What were you saying? What were you saying, Val? Uh, I was saying I think they probably are. Uh, I don't think they're going to be metal to be honest. Why would they, Why are they sixty dollars then? I don't know. I'm not CB, but I suspect they they won't be. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, think, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm guessing that. Uh, yeah, we'll let's see. just see. So any... What fashion is that? Sorry. Can you oh, wait, no, no. We, we, well, I'm gonna go through all the boring, not quite new stuff, and then I'll get to the actual really interesting right. stuff. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. yep. Uh, uh, Stigmatatron. Stigmata. Gorgeous. 
And good on the table, apparently, Kevin. Yeah, apparently, yeah, from what yeah, Kevin said, after yeah. Our, after our last, after our last, uh, my last game against it, I, <coughs> excuse me, I have changed my mind on it. I think it's actually quite a there good you know. piece. Um, it just, it just isn't a tag. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't really like the model personally. I think it looks not infinity. I don't know. There's something I don't if, like about it. Maybe, maybe it's like the lack of head. Um, I, I I enjoy the lack of head, I, but I can I can see where you're coming from as far as I reckon the halo it's got on the back of it is. I, it's just weird. it's well yeah it just feels a little bit a little bit out of place for infinity. Um, Kinda yeah I, I mean I, I guess as well it's like Nomad's first remote presence tag so you, they can play around with I guess the yeah the, the it's, like it's an antenna more. for his hacking. That's not that's that's not a bad sort of like head cannon for it, yeah. That's its ha yeah, that's its uh, hacking device. I, I but yeah, I personally like the lack of head. I think it's cute. Uh, Lunar card, mm. and I think we're full. Yeah, that's full circle. So go back to the new things. Oops, boom. And now Val, who do you what do you think these are? I have no idea. I don't know what faction these are. Well, if you read yeah, up the top, they're the. If you read up the top, you can see because the pictures named after them. These these are the new Rodox. They look like little cat fucking, like um Hello Kitty dolls. Yeah. Look at their helmets. Well, like, the helmets are ears. ears. It's like Hello yeah. Kitty. Uh, yeah, yeah. They got like a little cat girl aesthetic sort of going with their ears. Yeah. They're weird. They're like, kind of cool. I have to say they're cool looking, but they're weird. I mean, again, uh, this is not very. This, yeah, this goes back to what I've been saying about the new Morats. Um, like, standalone, these models are great, but compared to the old Rodox that had, um, like, I think it was like a beetle sort of theme or like a skull mask sort of theme, um, I, yeah. I feel like these guys just don't quite have the character that the old uh, Rodox have. Um, but, you they're know, really it's. nice models, but. Uh, yeah, it's, they're just not monkey. Yeah, oh, where... that's that, that's what I I find as well. The, the I feel like CB is going really really hard on um like the orbital space thing, especially with the Morats. Uh no, I think if the helmet had like the if they paid a homage to the old Rodox and had those horns with the with the like the like the old Rodox, that might have. I don't know if that would have been better, but at least it would have been homage and maybe tie tie them together. But these look just a little bit abstract for me. But they're still well, great to me, models. But... To me, they they look like the uh, what's that unit you always take with the NCO and the number two? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Ractorac. Ractorac, yeah. These look like kind of chunkier Ractoracs with the like the tubing and the coat yeah, and stuff yeah. like mm. that. Like he's got the... BTS six, so he kind of meant to have the tube. Yes. Right, and you can yeah. see why they've got super jump because they've got little pneumatic fucking yeah. legs down here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, again, I kind of like the old Rolex that had like tiny little jump packs. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's. No, I mean, let, let's let's face it. No one's going to be using them, so move on. That yeah. is true. I mean, <laughs> I was about to say the, the the most likely place you'd ever see them is um an Onyx Contact Force. Yeah, fair. Or, fair. Yep. or BCB on round three against Jacob. Right, your boy's a hipster and I beat him against Jacob. <laughs> oh, not, not this BCB, you mean last BCB, right? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, last BCB, that's right. And now I think these are the probably, 
like of the new stuff from this particular re release is probably what people are most excited about about these are the well, the, the Sharko and the other uh, security bots so the Starmada expansion pack yeah yeah so yeah. this so this is this is a quick turnaround from literally them dropping these new profiles like a month ago or less than that to new new miniatures so yeah. TV, you're not dragging your heels like you are with Yara Haddad. Um, <laughs> if only you had some beautiful models in Huck Islam to potentially proxy. Yeah, so <laughs> this is the one model you could possibly find that could possibly yeah. proxy. So this is the obviously the 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 Secu droids as the front one, and the droid. one in the back is the um the Sarko. Sarko. Yeah, Sarko with Wild Parrot, and um, some people apparently have been complaining that they've just reused the. Wild Parrot that came out with the Echo Bravo box, which I'm like, cool. What aren't people gonna complain about? Like, do they? Do they? Do they? Do they? Does it need a new Wild Parrot model? Like, who gives a toss? But hey ho, uh, it's fine. Like, at least now there's more than one army that can actually. Who else can run Wild Parrots? Like, I know it's it's just Locust has one. Uh, Locust, Echo Bravo, and this guy, from what I know, off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else who has one, so I don't. Yeah. Yeah, sure someone, and some dweeb is gonna leave a comment. <laughs> oh yeah, well you guys forgot to be at the new man. I don't know. Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll point out again as uh, as Not far as uh, listeners dweeb. Yeah, and I'll point out again I'm just with twelve listeners stopping by. As far as the um, uh, the new uh, whoever this new painter is, I really enjoy like again the the way that the this guy's doing the the helmets with the little sparkle star thing. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that on the circle. That's quite a nice little yeah. touch. Yeah, the model is, is like cute. I can take it or leave it. It's fine, um, but yeah. um, it's mm. not. It's it's like a solid, like solid E plus maybe. It's it's just it's just fine. It does what it needs to do, which yeah. is being a camouflage. So it's fine. And the second <laughs> droids look like every other droid. I could literally just buy a Dakini and paint it blue, and you wouldn't know. He almost yeah, wouldn't. It's got yeah. the Dakini legs. It's got yeah. uh, Dakini uh, foundations. Look at it. Oh, it's got it's got a backpack though, which I'm not quite sure what's in that backpack. <laughs> what's in the no. backpack, Sicky Droid? Glue. It's glue for the oh. adhesive launcher. Or for the right <laughs> stuff. I must run away. I can't tell. <laughs> um so move we'll move quickly on to the other sort of uh release that we got. Yeah, this is uh well we've got yeah, we've got two of them to discuss. One that I don't think has been officially even announced yet, which we Jacob stumbled upon last night. Um that's like the uh Joy so Joy Toy, we all know Joy Toy, right? It's not Team Fortress. Um, they've, they've they've started to release Kinda looks like um, it. uh infinity models for for Joy Toy. So we've got the so we had the US US ARF and we had Margo and Duroc. Um recently they've also announced some pano stuff, but Fresh, hot off the press, we've also stumbled upon some um, hack stuff as well. Um, yeah. Which is interesting, because they're really leaning into the Ariadna release then, which is... Yeah. Which feels weird. Because, tea, sure. it, it feels weird, because then, like, then you're just making like these like fancy G.I. Joes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I will say that these look better than the US ARF stuff. I think I just or the look of these guys. I think um, I, I think Tack has always probably been the most drippy of uh uh Ariadna factions. Do you say droopy? Drippy. Look at the most droopy. style. Never yeah. I I, <laughs> right, I okay. don't know. 
young I'm too, people. I'm, I'm, I'm just too, I'm too boomer to yeah. understand that. that, that Me too. That one. Me too. Um, <laughs> so we got, so we got uh, a tank hunter. Uh, we got a vet mm -hmm. Kazakh uh, with, boy. Uh, with I think, a rifle T2 that. rifle as well as some pi heavy pistols. Yeah. Uh, we got a Frontovic with uh, a rifle, Molotov, or Spitfire. And we have the actual tank hunter, the female one with the bottle iron, uh, auto cannon. God, I keep saying iron yeah. cannon. Iron cannon, we're not playing Tau. What I do like about, what I do find interesting, most interesting about this, we were talking about it before we started recording, because Jacob, you have a Grey Knight um, Joy Toy. And it's because the scale, because the scale goes up, the detail can kind of go up. Like you can, scale can be more, a bit more true to form about how they're supposed to look. Yeah. What, I, what I really took away from this one was the Vet Kazakh. Just how much fucking armor plating that guy is cutting mm. around with. Like, oh yeah, you know, this huge carapace on his yeah. chest. The, cool. the the like the shin pads and the, the the leg pads. Like he's carrying a lot of weight. I can see why he was like four two, like N three. Yeah. Yeah. The only way yeah. to stop him from being hacked, right, is to just yeah, extra metal and yeah, extra metal. <laughs> yeah, and if we take a look at some others, um, so the Pano, which has been obviously announced uh, a bit a more widely, cool picture. Yeah, that is a that looks re that makes me that makes me like like the Knight of Holy Sepulchre a bit. Yeah, looking at this model, which which well, again like what what. I was saying, like, you know, the bigger, the larger models mean that they can kind of show off a bit more of that scale, a bit more of that mm. earth of, of a model, which often gets lost when you, when you scale down. I'd be, I'd be interested to see how much bigger this guy is next to um, a normal Infinity Trooper. Like, if you were to buy this knight and then put him next to a, um, a regular yeah. Ariadna figure, what the difference in size yeah. would be. If you take a look at the uh, Joy Toy figure website, these guys are... Three inches tall. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure what, like, sort of a solo piece like this, how tall it'll be. It might be sort of the size of what the Warhammer ones are, so about five inches tall, five, six yeah. inches tall. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Night go and, go and take a look at Joy Toy. You know, there it says joytoyfigure.com. Uh, take a look at the uh, Corvus Belly uh, miniatures. But yeah, you get the Knight of Holy Sepulchre. Uh, you've got the. Uh, Night of Hospitalis, which I think are technically like two of the same. You get four of them in this particular pack, but they're two of the same. Right. Um, so you get, uh, the, then you've also got the Noken. Noken? Oh, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, Noken. Yeah. Yep, that's in there. Cool. Uh, then I think it's another one, but it's a female. Uh huh. Very nice. Uh, and then you've got uh, Mendoza. Mendoza! Flama. So his sword says Flama Veritas. Yeah, very yes. good. Good. Um, uh, his actual model has the same thing. Yeah, it says Flama Veritas it? on his actual model. Yeah, I, just can't, I can't read it because he's so small. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's really, it's really cool. I actually quite like these new miniatures. I don't think I'll ever buy one, but um, it's nice to see. Our, our, It'd be an our, impulse our... buy for me. Yeah, our like beloved game coming to life a bit more is nice to see, I think. Yes. Yeah, so just a little bit of, um, bit of love. You go back. There's your one Hospitaler. Oh, yeah. 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 With, the yeah. Even, oh, yeah with the scabbard yeah. as well. Cool. Yeah. And you get your second Hospitaler. Yeah. Um, with the, with the HMG. 
and then as I mentioned before, you've got your uh, portable auto cannon uh, tank hunter. Cool. Uh, so uh, for for anyone who's not like watching the stream, watching the video, you get about you get each of the models. They all have about two guns each, different set of hands. Generally, a handgun, you know, a pistol or a revolver, and some sort of knife sword esque thing. Try and get some of some price support for maybe for BCB. Mm. Might be an interesting little. Maybe yeah, that, that actually, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 kind of like you know you you'll you'll, Niche. you'll yeah you'll just put it on your mantelpiece along with all your yeah. other toys. Sorry, mm. uh, and that is uh, CB model news <laughs> cool. uh, for this episode. Cool. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next thing, we have uh, a new segment uh, called Mailbag, which well, it's not really new. We've probably done it one, maybe once before <laughs> mm. in our like. Four years of being around. Uh, actually, I think we're coming up for a fifth year this now. By the way, just as an aside, um, but we have a we have a listener email that came in, and I just wanted to quickly shout shout it out because it was about our blind or malignos um, episode. Mm-hmm. Where uh, you know, if those of you who don't who haven't listened to this episode, it was an episode where we looked at somewhat lesser used profiles and made a case for including them in your army. Uh, and we had a listener uh, who decided to try out one of the examples, um, being the actual Malignos sniper. Mm. And this was this was your example, wasn't it? That's correct. Yes, I made an I made a case for the Malignos sniper over the Noctober missile launcher. And Brian Jones, he wrote in and he um, wrote us wrote, wrote me a nice wrote us a nice little report on his findings. And in short, in short, his findings were Noctober better. <laughs> yes, Brian. Yes, 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 Brian. Which was a bit disappointing, uh, honestly. His 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 results his results were interesting. Um, he took it to a tournament, I think a five round, and he ran it in I think all five games, and it only really would have been useful in one game. What I did pick up from his analysis and what he did also mention as well is that he had. His opponents were quite gung ho, and he noticed that if he had taken an octopus, would he yeah. be able to splash damage some things? I personally noobs, find, didn't even know. Well, that's kind of what I was like. I was like, either you're playing new players, or I think he said that you know, just his play, his his opponents were just like fucking push this link team into the open. <laughs> um, which which is not my personal like. Like this is where it comes down to sub- subjective, right? You know, in my in our area, people don't generally tend to do that so the the reward is not often yeah. pan out in his particular example it would have um it would have paid off big had it hit and then and i think the one game where he was going to use it in quad control um you know to dominate which is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I, I quite like it is mm-hmm. he 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 brought out a camo a lot bit too early had a gun uh, lost, and lost and died so um, user error in short, I think we were both surprised. He was surprised by his findings. Like he 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 went in thinking, oh yeah, Blingo, after what Kev said, like yeah, Blingo's clearly better. And then five games later, he was like, I wish I had an Octaver. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. I, I, I get the shit on this podcast for having the shit takes, and then you have a take, and someone actually uses it. I think, I think I think Val, I think Val, it's the absolute confidence that you have in your shit takes oh, it gives well. you the shit. But I don't. I don't so, think you. I don't think you concluded that the Malignos was like a better Noctifer. It was just 
it's a more flexible profile. Yeah, no, no and I, and like you say, he 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 didn't, you know, his, the his synopsis was not like, you know, I, I I can't believe I trusted you. It was more a case of like, hey, I picked this because <laughs> right. I could see I could see the value, but I didn't actually pan out, and I would have wow. been able to use an octopus better. So, um, yeah, that was good. But I guess oh. just a reminder for listeners out there, if they do want to send us an email, uh, feedback for our episodes or ideas for oh, new episodes yeah. or anything at all, actually, and please email email us in at lossoflutenant.com. We do love hearing feedback from episodes and um, what you'd like us to talk about on future episodes as well. I'll jump onto that. Um, yes. Feedback is always helpful to uh, guide us and tell us what to do uh, because yeah. we do it for you guys at the end of the day. But also on our Discord, we have a feedback channel, which is anonymous, right? So you can go in there and you oh, can yeah. give us feedback anonymously, right? So that way, if you might know us, you I don't know you might invite us to your house and have names with us, but you think we're doing something on the podcast that you don't like or we can improve on, but you don't want to, you know, have me stop coming to your house. I have one of us stop coming to your house. You can go on our Discord, tell us anonymously, and say, "Hey, Val, shut the fuck up and let other people talk," or whatever it might be. Um, and yeah, uh, so yeah, that's another avenue of feedback. Yeah, no, good reminder, uh, Val. I'd forgotten we even had that channel. It was last used at the start of this year, so it, it does get used occasionally. But um, yeah, definitely, yeah, drop a line in there as well. Rolling, yeah, people have told us for this. <laughs> but yeah feel free to use the feedback channel if you don't want uh, people to know who, who you are if you don't want to email us but yeah no great great idea exactly. um yeah so that was that was all we had in the mailbag this this week Thanks. moving on from there we can we'll re, we'll do our challenges so uh we are this is the first episode we've done in may so that means that we had a winner for our april challenge uh jacob you did the things for that do you want to just um let us know how that april challenge went and who the winner was yeah so April challenge was the good old days, so we challenged you guys to take a ch- take a look at some of the older missions from uh, ITS seasons uh, the past. Uh, we got a lot of discussion about uh, old missions. Not a huge amount of people sending in reports of of old missions. Not a huge amount of people uh, putting in reports of old missions. And given the feedback we got on the old missions, either because the good missions are still around, so you can't use them, uh, couldn't use them for the challenge, or the old missions disappeared for a good reason. <laughs> so we had a hunting party. Uh, do you remember the ones that we had? Hunting um, party. Com, com cent, some, uh, I think Robert, one of the guys, played uh, Com Center. Yeah. And one played, uh, what was it, uh, Grid... Fuck me. I think that might be Grid Control. Center, oh, yeah, Common Center. Um, show yeah, Force? Right. Oh, did anyone play Show Force? No, I don't think so. Show Force is one that I, I do, do very much miss. Cool. But the winner of that uh, was uh, Dante Harawa. Uh, yes. our, 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 local, our local Dante. Well done to yep, Dante. So well for... done. Um, and he has. Yeah, uh, got a uh, blister of his choice for uh, from Toy Soldiers Imports. So, if you uh, want to get yourself a little freebie for uh, just writing us little stories and entertaining the loss of Lieutenant crew uh, with whatever you come up with, uh, submit to our uh, monthly challenges, and you might net yourself a, uh, a little blister of your choice. 
Yeah, I mean, case in point with case in point with Dante, like we um, that was part of the round robin day we had at Jim's house on I think it was Anzac weekend or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, his was um, you playing and, you in a hunting party. Yeah, and I was like, after our game, I was like, Dante, just write in a report about our game, and you could win. And he was like, mm. Oh yeah, good idea. I'll remember it. So you know, you've got to be in it to win it. Like we 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 don't want minimal effort, right? We we don't want people to just be like, I played that game, I won, it was fun. Please, you know. Except my, because oh. we will just reject those. We would just be like, no, you better. Yeah. Um, we don't gatekeep. We don't gatekeep entry uh, challenges. Maybe that's it's not awesome. gatekeeping. It's not gatekeeping if you've literally put in zero effort. <laughs> if it's an F, if it's an F, it's not passing, right? Like, yeah. We will gatekeep. We will, actually we we will gatekeep. Yeah, yes, you are <laughs> we, we have the ultimate power. Prizes. We do. We judge it. The ultimate power to tell you whether or not your your submission is good enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's quite. So yeah, we we had we had what profiles are good, what profiles are bad. Yeah. Tell you what challenges are good, what challenges are bad. So we had uh, so we had a submission with Dante playing Hunting Party. I think the biggest uh, gripe with that one, I think you mentioned in the last episode, is the fact that the choice between just flat out killing something or having to actually try and uh, lock them down is fucking pain in the ass. Uh, we also had uh, engineering deck. Uh, which is sort of just a differently mm. is just a differently scored um, uh, panic room armory, uh, whichever oh, one yeah. floats your boat. And then yeah, we did have someone play uh, comms center. Yeah, yeah, which was one of the last rounds from Bookor. Quite like comms center. It's a good. It's a decent mission. Hmm. I mean, I I um, really I really like um, like uh, shell force and. Uh, What's the other one? Looting and sabotage. If you want to run a tournament to encourage people to take tags, so yeah, did... sabotage doesn't encourage tags. What, what mission are you talking about? Well, no, talking about about loot, no, no. Uh, Show of force does, but looting and sabotage has um, armored fury. Yeah, but like you're not taking a tag just because it can smack a console. Well, the, 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 the other the other thing the other one you take is you take deadly dance. Deadly Dance, yeah. Uh, Deadly that... Dance and Show and Force were were two That's old fun. missions from like season eleven or whatever that encouraged tags. Yeah, it was. It, it, I, I I know which one that's from. That was from the season called Tagline because it was specifically about taking a bunch of tags. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, can I read the this month's challenge? You may, because um, it's go it's for your it. idea. Yes. Uh, we have catering services. Ten years of hospitality has uh given me this idea. Basically, for this month, we want our listeners to try and tailor their list to their opponents during their game. So we want you to line up an opponent, line up a mission, and tell them that you're catering your list to that mission and to that opponent's fashion. Hopefully, we want to. Uh, hopefully, it gives you fresh ways of approaching the game, right? So either um, the way you build your list, uh, having your opponent's uh, faction in mind. Uh, Impetus to use uh, profiles that you might not uh, often use. For example, if Taj was playing Jordan and Taj is using White Banner and Jordan is using ALF, Taj might want to take, I don't know, say, um, uh, what's it, Lei Gong, for example. Just just an example. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, the point is, the point is just uh, make sure you communicate with your opponent that you are tailing your list. So that way it's not a feel bad in, ca in case uh, to avoid any feel bads. But yeah, let, let us know how you go. Let us know if it inspires anything. New and fun your gaming experience. Your yeah, your a little bit of feet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jacob. I was just gonna say your friendship group Val is almost like 
this weird abusive relationship where you seem to hate each other. <laughs> Every single one of my relationships. Like every uh, single person uh, that that like I talk to you individually hates everybody else. Absolutely. <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah. Sorry. Right. It's a universal it's just universal Val. We all we all hate you. Um, it's an antagonistical <laughs> it's my antagonistical uh, nature to um, yeah, I, I really like this 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 one. Um, we've we've mm. had a few. Uh, we've had a bit a little bit of feedback as to like, oh, how does this work in tournaments? We can't do it in tournaments. I'm like, oh, well, duh, you obviously can't do it in tournaments. Um, but you can do it in your your everyday plea, whatever. Catch up with your mates. Um, in preparation for a tournament, right? You can do it to be like, oh, okay, like, you know, I'm I'm fixated on this list, right? I'm just gonna run this list, run this list, run this list, and uh, and lead up to an to an event. And maybe you can invite your friends to say, "Hey, tailor the tailor the shit out of your list for my ALF list, right? Make you know yes. put put all the lay gongs in it and see how <laughs> my list yeah. my my list can counter like can it still counter that? Does it have a break point? Um, and then you know your opponent can be like can then like really hyper focus on trying to um take out this other person's list. It's like yeah, like you say, it might make you look at different profiles. Um, you know, we we've we've all been we've all listened to the lamentations of people trying to um hack an interventor through its own repeater, right? Huh? You know, what is there any hacker in the game that can do that? Uh, you know, that you know, if is you really really want to the worth, you know, if, if you want to go really hard against a nomad um, mm. opponent, maybe you want to super tailor your list to you know, anti-hack their hacking and see if can you overcome their hacking with outside of something like that. Yeah, so yeah. so I, I uh, believe it or not, a really good example um, that one of our local players has been um, talking about is the uh, you know maybe you're playing nomads, maybe you're expecting to see some interventors. Let's say you're playing um, Hungaska just to ensure that an interventor pops up. Um, and taking, uh, if you're playing Pano, taking the Bolt Killer Hacker because they're actually quite tough, um, mm -hmm. and are yeah. complete and they're completely immune because they're veteran to Oblivion. So that's something you yeah. wouldn't normally think of seeing, but suddenly, right, they've got a like a real purpose, right? When you tailor to fight Interventors because they're they're also um, BTS six. Yeah, and you might and you might just think, oh well, why would I do this if it's only going to be for one game? But like, you know, you might play that game and go, okay, yeah, actually, mm. maybe this profile has legs, or maybe this army composition has, you know, has something to it. Like, uh, I played a game on um, Sunday uh, actually against against Jim again, his tack, and I decided to tailor my Rama list a little bit. Like, I basically took the same list I was normally taking, the same list I've been running, trying to play with. I just I, I substituted a couple of elements. Basically, I inserted a Nahab Killer Hacker because it's a good CC weapon and it has viral to overcome the BTS zero or to you know fight against BTS zero. Then I swapped out Layla Sharif in one of my um, teams for Yara Haddad, and um, because she's got MSV two, which gets around the mimetism, gets around the smoke that that attack have. Um, and but you know, but otherwise the game, the, otherwise the armor is pretty similar, and. And it was nice to have like a different tool, like a few different tools in the toolbox. Yara Haddad came in like really handy as a secondary gunfighting piece that could see through mimetism um, if the Mukhtar mm -hmm. went down. So that was nice to have that in my back pocket on a on another side of the board. Um, and then uh, the Nahab was just a good like close in assault threat where I maybe didn't have that before. So 
you know mm. and you know would i would i run that list outside of outside of playing you know tack or a similarly heavy camo army probably would yeah because it still did uh, everything else i wanted it to do yeah, yeah. Um, inspire um, you to put in a new unit right so exactly yeah cool. and one thing i don't know if you've versed, you are interested to hear but i'd also like to hear that if your catering goes really well you might find uh, a weakness in an army that either you didn't think of before and when you tried to do that catering it worked out um or you might find this a hidden strength i guess in um pano again i go back to that bolt killer hacker um once my uh once it was described to me i was like holy crap that's not a half bad like second turn rampage piece mm-hmm mm-hmm Actually, um, yeah, like I said, uh, like uh, studying the other factions will give you more game knowledge as well. Because to be able to cater to another faction, you want to study them a little bit. So by studying them, it'll give you a broader idea of what the factions can do and give you expand your ga- game knowledge as well. So the perfect. That's a that's really really good, Val. Actually, what you mentioned there because it reminded me that I've been into Rob Cantrell's latest one on deployment. Um, it has Infinity One on One on how to do deployment and something that like I guess. A lot of us take maybe a second nature. Maybe newer players or players who aren't as well versed in other armies don't maybe think about it. is exactly like yeah, do your do your do your study on on your opponent's faction. Um, you know, like if you know that they're playing nomads, then you know they don't have any chain of commands. So if you can identify who their LT is after the LT roll, then maybe you can go for the LT kill on turn one and complete. You know, and basically drop them on right. turn one so that 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 is a form of that is a form of catering or tailoring your list because you're then not so much picking units well you are picking units but you're sort of changing your tactics to going i'm going to go for your lt yeah, i need to fine. i need to know i need to know who your lt might be right and therefore by knowing who your opponent what your opponent's playing and what they can and can't take and what their whip role is on the lt role you can make those form decisions on you know you know who your who the LT is going to be, or Absolutely. you know whatever other important piece that they're likely to take is. So yeah, I think it's not just about um yeah like how it affects your list building, but also how it, your play style how, as well. How it builds your knowledge of the game in general. But yeah, it's not it's good. It's a good, it's a great one. Um yeah, so you got to the end of the month to write in up some uh, submission for that one. Send in, in to us at lossoflutenantgmail.com, and a winner will be chosen at the end of the month to win a of their choice from Toy Soldier Imports. Oh, yeah. Put some effort in, you scumbags. Quickly, continuing our quarter two challenge, mission received. Uh, we're just looking for our listeners to uh, come up and write up a, a, a new mission um, to try and sort of, I guess, flex those creative muscles um, and uh, put together a mission that maybe you've been thinking for a while. Maybe this has uh, sparked your interest in finally... Uh, uh, putting one together um, so yeah send your uh, submissions in to lossoflieutenant at gmail.com um, and at the end of the quarter uh, we'll select a random winner to get a box of their choice from toy soldiers in imports but I, we will also uh, take our favorites and we'll uh, actually give them a real life test play Absolutely. Might even do more than that, but stay tuned for that one. I'd be interested if we get some really hot ones to do uh, a custom tournament. I'd love to see that. Uh, Kev, do you want to just way. quickly go over uh, the events we've got coming up? 
Uh, yeah, upcoming events. So uh, we have Melbourne Wargaming Incorporated ITS League. Uh, that is now kicked off with 18 players. So uh, you, probably, probably won't be taking on anybody else at this point. But uh, call back to the monthly challenge. Perfect um, opportunity to participate in the monthly challenge if you are taking part in the league. Because guess what? Every round you get to tailor your list. Hey, yes, yes, you uh, do. You, yes. Know, you know your opponent. You know what they're playing. You know the mission. Uh, so you might as well, yeah, might as well tailor, tailor your list. And one is capture and protect, and it runs for another week, so that'll be fun. Um, we, uh, I got actually shout out to Aaron, uh, one of the locals. Uh, I think he's on Discord. He's like Turbo Chainsaw Balls Tony Rider or something. Great game, but he printed off these awesome S two markers for us. Um, with a three D printer with the logo for uh, Melbourne Wargaming Corporate on it. These are the three D proper silhouette um, uh, S two markers. Um, that are really invaluable in your games of infinity because sometimes the flat ones don't tell you exactly what you can and can't see. So every player yeah. is going to get one of those, um, and then there'll be probably leftovers to put into future prize support. Uh, okay, next up we have um, Stone Monkey, which is a Darwin Infinity event. So the guys up in the Northern Territory um, have gotten together and organized a wee event. Um, so it's Saturday the 27th of May, Comics NT on Totem Road, Coconut Grove, Darwin. What a cute name. Coconut Grove. Um, start time's 9am. It's only a two-round Infinity event, which I believe Beautiful. is just because of trying to get people enough people together. There's lots of people with jobs and families that can't necessarily stay uh, for yeah. three. So why run it for three when you just run it for two? Um, I guess these guys are they're pretty... pretty um, relatively sort of budding community. Um, have had a couple of experienced players uh, Sam from Melbourne has mm -hmm. mo recently moved back up there and uh, our favorite ship poster Trent who's currently sitting in the Patreon chat quietly for once is, um, is, is going to be running the event so shout out to those two guys for putting Good it luck. together and, well, and uh, yeah well done for Trent to get the get up off the ground um, sounds like he's working pretty hard and yeah obviously I think there's a small community but I think they're slowly uh, getting there which is nice and yeah, yeah. Two, two day event is it's a much more casual sort of uh pace yeah. yeah you could just have a game have the round one have some lunch around two and then plenty of time to chat and just hang out i think, doesn't, yeah, I think it also it's... doesn't destroy you for the rest of the night where you're just like yeah, right yeah yeah that's right and just like just like everything else up in darwin it's yeah like you say very laid back so round one is cryogenics round two is supplies um the cost will be 15 dollars and you can in the event on facebook on you can subscribe uh, for the event via the Comics NT Facebook page, or you can call them up on their number, which you can get off of Google. Um, so like, yeah, like I said, twenty seventh of May. That'll be really that'll be really good. So looking forward to hearing the feedback from that event. Yes, yes, I think Trent is currently organizing or trying to organize an event there, maybe just a one day or as part of a larger um, on. The problem with yeah. the problem with Darwin for Big. most people in Australia is it's. You might as well fly to Perth. It's fucking. It's like four hours. Yeah, you don't think it's that far away, but you're like, nah, it's, it's the other side of the country. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I think if if we can get some traction with the locals, I would be quite keen was, to head up there because, like you say, the weather's great. So why not? All the time, tropical uh, paradise. Just yeah. don't go. Just don't go swimming. That's my only advice: don't go in the water. Yeah, don't go anywhere near any body of water. <laughs> It's a cold beer. Um, 
Oh, next one, we've got Operation ID Not Recognized. So apologies to Tristan for not shouting this out in the last episode, but doing it now. It's going to be at uh, House of War on the Sunday, the 4th of June. Uh, it's a 300-point 6SWC role event, no additional rules. Missions are Frostbite, Looting and Sabotaging, and Frontline. Payment is $20 a dues. Prizes for Podium Finishes, Wooden Spoon, and Best Painted. And a special prize for the player that kills the most LTs, which is a nice little addition. Lovely. And mm. the sign-up form will be is on Facebook under the Infinity Melbourne Facebook page. You'll also find it on the Infinity Victoria Discord. If, otherwise, hit up Tristan, uh, Tristan White on the old Facebooks and uh, for any additional information. Looking, I'm, looking, AF. I'm looking forward to seeing the heavy, heavy infantry spam on uh, Frostbite. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to be able to go to this, but I think I've now just had some work stuff change around, so it looks like I will be able to attend. Yeah, so I'll get my uh, I'll get my money into that one. And it's also nice to have a new TO on the block. Um, you know, that's absolutely running events at the House of War that takes some pressure off of uh, Peter Henry, so that'll be great. Yes, yes, Peter Henry and myself. Thank you. I did. I did run a tournament which I did not organize at all. So uh, please <laughs> all the accolades. And- but- the more TOs, the better. I think anyone, who, anyone yeah. who tries to look after community infinity-wise always appreciates more people taking on the, the hard yakka of um, organizing events. Uh, Val, do you want to do this next one? Yes, for sure. Outbreak, uh, throw the dice narrative event. So Richie, uh, throw the dice, is cooking something up. I don't know much about it other than what I'm about to read out. So uh, it's on the Saturday, 8th of July. It's a throw the dice in Geelong. It's three rounds, 300 points. Missions are panic room. Cryogenics and Capture and Protect. It is uh, running uh, what appears to be a zombie apocalypse-style event. Not much more info but than that. Uh, but what we, have, uh, what we do know is that lists will be information and there will be random events taking place during your games. So uh, a bit of a light-hearted slash narrative mm. uh, event. But um, it'll still be all, uh, the same all great infinity that you love. So um, prizes for the best survivor and the best H3T. So I think that's a painting prize. These are $20 and available from Throw the Dice website. So if you get them down, I'll be there. I'll be I'll be attending. Reminds me of, yeah. I think, a narrative event I did, I attended a while ago or that happened a while ago where I think they had like uh, like Toha Symbio zombies appeared on the map at some yeah, point. That was Peter's Symbiophage. Symbiophage. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah, It's kind of similar. It was kind of like a biotech war release, so this will be maybe similar. Who knows? Yeah, um, we'll see. But uh, it, it sounds sounds good. I may or may not be able to go to that one. Um, my partner Corinna is due to fly to Rarotonga for like uh, three weeks that day, so I may have to drop her off the airport. I'll see if I can make it down afterwards. But I am keen. The open the open lists is interesting. I wonder what that means for the narrative yeah. event. But it, mm. any any difference from the norm is is pretty cool, pretty welcome. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, all right, then after that, this we have so many, so many. So this is this is the big one. Uh, this is the fifth and sixth of August, Burn City Brawl, twenty twenty three, at Flemington and Kensington Bowls Club. Um, the cost is still still currently seventy dollars. If you can buy a ticket before the end of this month, I may have said in the last episode that it was end of April, but it's actually end of May. I don't know what day of the week is or even the month it is. Um, so end of end of May, you will get a ticket for seventy dollars. When it goes up to seventy five after that, uh, there are five missions: cryogenics, capture and protect, frontline supplies, decap. 
And yeah, sign up forums are on the Facebook, they're on Discord, they are we are trying to get some interstate players. We have currently about half a dozen interstate players signed up. So it's that's really great. Um it'd be good to get um everyone together and a big old uh, big old big old Rah, party. Yep. Yep. Um in, in Bonnie well not so Bonnie Melbourne because it'll be August and it'll be fucking cold, but well, all right. We'll warm ourselves up with some some alcohol and fun times. Absolutely, we will. Uh, okay. So, and then finally, just before we went we went live, uh, we had Wana, um, our friend up in the up in the hot north, up to um, ask us to shout this event out. It's a Zach Hancock uh, special. It's Stakeout Five. Tickets are on sale now for Stakeout Five, Boven Tech for the second and third of September in the beef capital of Queensland. Or, sorry, of Australia, uh, Rockhampton. In so the five missions are Caption Protect, Highly Classified, Biotech 4, Frostbite, and Decapitation. Um, now, because we don't know when ITS-15 will drop, missions are subject to, subject to change, but the TOs will let people know. Yeah. It's capped at 30 players. It will be a beautiful, licensed Millennium Comics, which is always good. We do, oh, love, we do love a licensed venue. Um, Infinity Bingo and the usual social dinner will be back again. So I'm really keen for this one. I don't know if I'll be able to make it up because it's just gonna be a tricky one. But yeah. I will start to pester everyone in our community. The problem is if I organize an interstate event for us all to go to, it ends up being like a poor turnout. <laughs> like the <laughs> last time we went up to Queensland for yeah. like a, two, a 2D event. We were literally half the field, and I organized oh, it. Yeah. Then we went out to Anzac Cup in Canberra. I organized it, and we were literally half the field. So I'm just, I just don't want it to be a third time unlucky. Yeah, no. We're like, we're, we're like a plague that just goes around ruining infinity events. Still wait, yeah, I'm still waiting for someone to make a meme about uh, what's his name, um, Melbourne, Melbourne community being the pillar of the greater infinity community in Australia. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that could be we, one of our monthlies, the... actually. Yeah, we what make make us a meme? Make us um, a meme. Make, I, make I feel, I feel like, I feel like it's more like Kev's, the Australian Infinity Moses, inflicting the locust <laughs> plague of Infinity players on the rest no, of no, this I'm country. I'm, I'm Noah. I'm putting you all on my ark, and we're going to okay. better land. Yeah, nah, actually, I'm gonna take us as a plague I, I... of locusts, coming and consuming all that? the fun. Can we actually do that as a monthly uh, challenge where everyone does memes for us? Uh, so everyone makes memes of our podcast, of the podcast. Oh God, no, no. The thing is, that'll be probably the most that'll be the most honest and useful feedback we could possibly get. Okay, look, Val. Here's here, here, here's Val. Here's the question: Do you have the confidence in yourself to take the absolute pounding? Right, our egos will take. I feel like I'm too I fragile it for it. I get them made into t-shirts. If the best one gets made into a t-shirt. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> it? Maybe it can be like an unofficial, an, an, un, an unofficial monthly challenge. I didn't want a month where where our viewers made me cry, but all right. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, look, look. All I'm gonna say is this: I know we'd get more than three entries for, it, right? And yet, we ran the play the previous missions, right? So hey. I thought it was a good idea. Go fuck yourself. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, we all thought it was a good idea. So. All right. Well, bef still, uh... before we get to even more banter, did we want to take a quick break? Yes, please. I need yes. to yeah, quick. Let's uh, go. go to the little boys' room. 
All right. Uh, beautiful. And welcome back to the main segment uh, of the show, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as Jacob, uh, I guess, prequeled, he basically mentioned that we're going to be hanging out and just chatting Infinity and, like, yeah, just catching up with each other uh, tonight. Uh, so on tonight's episode. So what we've been up to, what we've been thinking about Infinity, uh, what's been on our mind, been kind of holding our interest in terms uh, anything Infinity related. So, um. Yeah, I guess. Did you guys want to start by talking about maybe what have we been up to? Uh, me and Kevin were in attendance at Axes and Ales buy, swap, and sell on Sunday. Uh, uh, Kevin, uh, what were you trying to offload? Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun that week. That sorry, weekend that day. Um, actually, yeah, like you said, Axes and Ales are a not-for-profit like gaming club in the north of Melbourne that were running their very first buy, swap, sell at the Thornbury Bowls Club. For those of you who don't know that place, really good venue. Um, and I, yeah, I was there offloading a whole bunch of shit that I have collected over the years. So there was some Kings of War stuff, there was some Mantic, Walking Dead, Song of Ice and Fire, there was Infinity, there was Malifaux, there was Terrain, there was, and what else? I think that was about it. But there was like a lot of just bits and pieces mm. that I was like, I don't really need this anymore. I've been holding on to it for two years, three years, I'm like, get rid of it. So, yeah. Did pretty you did pretty well and also got to hang out with um you know yourself val and hugh and a f- uh, met a few there's of heaps the, of us there yeah i also met quite a few of the newer infinity players as well who'd obviously looks like they've come down you know to see if they can grab a bargain on some yeah. new stuff so managed to offload mm-hmm. some of my mm-hmm. hack and some of my old yu jing to some new players so that's nice so a bit of a circular economy okay. going on there i'll get to i was there too things in due course yeah, I bought I bought, I bought uh, one of Kev's Kev Kev after he got his old hack back had two of the really awesome old Asawiras like the the one with the Spitfire that's sort of on a tactical rock looking epic as hell um, and the one I grabbed which is the one I, I admittedly I think I like more is the one that's got a rifle and is crossing its arms. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Backstreet Boys look beautiful. Like, yeah. yeah. I freaking love that one. Um, But I think one of my favorite gets that I got there. So we've all seen the, like what's coming down the line as far as the moderators and the Morlocks go, which is the, they're like doing this weird thing where they're taking the moderator and the Morlock from the old Bakun starter, as well as one of the other moderators and one of the other Morlocks from the box sets and putting it together, which is, CB can do whatever they want. It's their stuff, but it's just a garbage box. Sure. Um, but I was lucky enough to find not only most of the old box, it's just missing, like, the samurai-looking Morlock. But uh, Nick, who was there, it was also selling the previous box of Morlocks. So I got the old, um, like, elf... Morlock and the one that's sort of got like like tentacle dreadlocks sort of thing. It's the one that yeah. the um oh. the really big Morlock that you can get from uh, Lux or Luxme or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Ba- Lux it's ba- yeah, Lux Umbra. There's the when you look up the Lux Umbra Morlock, it's th- that version of her. Yeah, nice. nice. Hmm. Right. Okay. It's yeah. so I was. Oh, so, I was so happy to grab those two, and then, and then I, yeah, I managed to grab. Um, there's a guy selling a bunch of like World War Two tanks and battle books, uh, which we got for um, 
uh, my girlfriend's father because he loves that sort of stuff. And uh, I managed to get some Warhammer. It was great. Now, I, I wish buy swap cells were uh, more more of a thing. And I'm, I think we're really lucky to have had the one that happened last weekend as well as one that's happening, I think, June the 18th at House of War. They're also having a buy swap cell. Yeah. Now, yeah, what I really like. Oh, sorry. And I was just going to say, no, they, yeah, House of War had, has, has, has had one previously, uh, but it's nice to have one in the a little bit closer to the city that also mm-hmm. has a bar and then allows you to play games afterwards, which House of War would do too, but House of War, for those of you who don't know, is like 40 minutes east of the city, uh, whereas uh, Thornbury is pretty close for um, you know places, people like me who I live 10 minutes away. Quite nice. Yeah. Now, what I really liked was seeing everyone. We had like uh, so many faces. It was um, what Lewis, Hugh, um, Millie, um, uh, Nick was there. Nick, J, uh, Josh, James. Uh, yeah, Nick. Seen Nick again. I haven't seen Nick for ages. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil. We had like uh, myself, uh, Danny. Like nine of us. It was awesome. It was just. It was really cool. The fact that we were all in one place, kind of all these familiar faces in one place, it made it for a really cool vibe for me. And then they opened it up to games, and you had a game with James afterwards, um, which which was cool. But I don't know. I just I just I think I think personally for me, I've been missing having like that regular gaming place where you show up and you game with a whole bunch of people, right? Familiar faces. That's what I've been missing from my infinity. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, you know we've we've got we've got some regular games nights going on, and I think it's important for a community to have those gate regular games nights. But what was what what's nice about that particular day as well is it's it's, it's also um, it's also uh, being in gaming gaming agnostic, like it can be any game, right? So we've had yeah. people there who maybe haven't played Infinity in a while, but. You know, or new or new to infinity so they came up and they were like oh what's this miniature oh these look cool maybe i'll play these and you know so that's also that's also really good having like that kind of more of a just a just a bunch of nerds getting together and buying stuff and trying out new games and stuff it is really yeah good. but the having familiar faces was the main thing for me like um just just being around people you know and you know you've been doing this hobby with for so long and you speak to da- almost daily on like the group chat right you see so rarely I, I don't know for me that was like that's the main thing and i, I really hope we can kind of get some solid like centralized gaming going in uh, melbourne again because i know peter and tristan are doing a really good job in house of war but yeah it'd be i think ass and ales could yeah if we can get ass and ales going i think that'd be a lot of fun and like touching on your point like you had a game with um jim didn't you mm-hmm. um how did that go uh yeah it was really good um we we, so after about, about two o'clock in the afternoon, they packed up the buy swap sweat buy swap cell. Um, then we went for lunch, which was nice, and then hey, came guys, back and have played. Lunch, yeah, yeah, awesome. played a played a game. Um, was my Rama versus Gems Tack. We played before. Uh, it was when I was running Shaz, and I ran a Sphinx at him, and he was quite scared. But this <laughs> time I ran. Um, Rama and I sort of um, threatened that I would run double Maggie, but I didn't. I ran Ooh, another list, which is which is a it's a list. <laughs> it's a list I've been experimenting with. I've mean, probably talked about in the podcast before, where I'm running double like a double duo. This list I had a duo of a Mokhtar MSV Two Red Fury with a Amur Tactical Awareness, 
And then my other one was Yara Haddad do Peak Red Fury. Uh, then there's cool. just like the core link, the core link with his Ada missile launcher, Carmen, um, East Hunter, Love um, Fanus, and then a Nahab Keller Hacker with Infiltration. So that was me sort of, I think it was before, sort of ca- tailoring my list a little bit to yes, fight yes. tack. Um, and like so we're playing Capture and Protect. He ran a whole bunch of camo markers, as is, you know, one to do for TAC. Oh, I... So um it was um it was it was what I wanted to what I think was really interesting about the game, you know, other than just what the actual what we were running. Um, but just to briefly recap on what he was running, just to give people context, he had like a core link of two front of Vic snipers, um couple of Vic has sorry, a couple of line Kazakhs and Veronin in one in, in the core. They had like three Strelok forward observers, uh, the Antipodes, a um, Spetsnaz HMG, and uh, two dynamos. Other bits and pieces. Like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. That was the thing. He had two Dynamo AP Spitfires, which was quite cool as well. He, he, they were obviously supposed to be his um, beacon gra- uh, grabbers um, as well. I think as yeah, like a uh, Ermandino and a, a baggage ball. But what was interesting about the game is we were playing on uh, his table that he's built, which is a really cool table. It's a very Good modular table, table yeah. like lots of lots cool. lots of blocks, like rectangles and squares, mm-hmm. and a shit ton of scatter. Which you know, I can't tell you enough, guys. Just you can never have too much scatter. He can't. Yeah. He's got so he's got so much scatter that you just build a new building out of the scatter, which is what he was doing. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure awesome. we can make the table without having without having to make like turn the scatter into a building. Um, yeah. But it's nice. It's nice to have. It gives you options. Just make like one of the ob- obstacles is like a junk pile. We, we, we made the table, and I went first. But I'm going to get to what was interesting was he decided to hold back. His reserve was going to be the second front of its front of its sniper. Um, my reserve ended up being, or I held back two. So one of them was the beast hunter, and the other <laughs> one was the Nahab killer hacker. And I had intended to use that potentially to over infiltrate and be a dick. I chose not to do it because I figured I could probably get through his defenses with um, by cybermasking because cybermasking means you can walk through mines without setting them off. When he set when he when he placed down the second front of it sniper, I knew that I couldn't really do that because he was going to be just popping too many discovers. Another interesting part about what he did is he decided to not deploy it inside the fire team. Yeah. Decided, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Go on. Yeah. Well, the reason why he decided not to do that was a couple of reasons. One was Capture and Protect, if you don't know, has decompression zone. Basically rendered his front of it sniper burst one against that and he put them like I put them on like the easiest avenues of approach, knowing that I was running a couple of like, several units with terrain total who care about them. Um so that was one reason why he did it. Um and the second reason was that he was only really watching one avenue. Um, one mm. flank, I guess, with the fire team. So he decided to put another Vic sniper on the other flank, not 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 not, not linked. Late, even. The intention to just cover more lanes, and he correctly deduced from my army list that I didn't have anything that could punch out over over twenty four inch. I had a Spitfire, mm. like I had, a, I, had I had two red, my my guns were two red furies, yeah, and, okay. a, and a missile launcher, right? So he was like, "Well, you've got nothing that can really hit me over thirty two. So if I just put this unlinked." SV1 sniper rifle, a decent position, slightly back from my deployment zone. You will have to get inside. Yeah, you'll have to, to struggle a little bit. So, yeah, which I think actually was a good move because he wasn't going to benefit from putting the second sniper in a court. 
can we burst one enemy? Mm. So that was a nice little move from him. And that actually got me into a position on turn one of a little bit of analysis paralysis because he didn't know how to approach his army. Because like I said, he also had like eight camera markers as well. Like yeah, yeah absolutely. Cable. Um, yeah, that's, that's something that... That was interesting um, because like, you know, he's a relatively new player and I was sitting there going, my first turn going, I have no idea what the fuck to do. To do like, yeah. I, at one point, at one point I was like, People just pass turn because I don't know what to do here. I don't know how to get through these defenses. Well, the 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 moment that moment that clicked for me, and I think this is something that we were talking about tailoring lists or just learning about the game was I, when I analyzed where he put the camera markers down. Yes, it sort of deduced that two camera markers that were blocking my path to getting to his core link had to be a Strelok or observer. Right. It had to be. It basically Some wasn't sort of a mine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I deduced it wasn't a mine because if there's only two camera markers, I don't think it can be a mine because there's no mine layer without. A and, 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 unless, unless they're talking, maybe a scout, perhaps. Uh, unless they're unless five braining it. Unless they're five braining it and not using the uh, decoy, decoy. Uh, skill. Right. Uh, yeah, most of the time that means they've just put the decoy down. <laughs> The uh, yeah, okay. uh, other, yeah, so yeah, so they, they can be a mine through the beast hunter and through one of the um, tractor mule bots, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's pretty not in the mid, not in the midfield, not right? The midfield, so that correct. was kind of me. Mm. So that was so it took me a few minutes for me to kind of like think that, like I started going like, what is underneath that camel mark? Probably a strelock. Fuck, what are they armed with? There's only two of them. Ah, it's not a mine. But as soon as I realized it wasn't a mine, I just then boldly walked my duo of the Mukhtar and the. Um, Namur up to them, and it was like, "I'm gonna discover." And he was like, "Uh, so, like, and unfortunately, I actually know what before that. What was what was smart that he did is he he noticed that I had um, Carmen Batard and Batard a sensor. Sensor gets mm. past a lot of his camel. He docked two orders from Batard group because uh, we'd also put decompression zones in the way, and they were they were like interspaced where I'd have to yeah. walk into the decompression zone, stop." Spend a new order to get out of the decompression zone, then spend a yeah. new order to go into the decompression zone, stop, and then uh. spend a new order to censor. I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna have enough orders to get there and censor without kind of having Batard and Carmen just kind of yes. standing going, hello. So that was really smart um as well. But anyway, yeah. anyway, I I threw yeah, well I, I thought I was smart. I said after the game, I was like, that was actually really smart. You docking me my second combat group. Um mm. but anyway, once I once I figured out that there was no mine there. And I didn't actually have to be too concerned because one of those two cam markers had a boarding shotgun. <laughs> went up, went. I, I moved, discovered it was a decoy. I I put myself in position to look at the um, actual Strelok. but he decided not to do anything. So my next order is I discover shot. Beautiful. He chose to he 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 chose not to do anything as well. He Ooh, thought I was going to fail. Yeah, didn't fail. fail, and the Strelok died. That then allowed oh, no. me to push forward into his into his stuff through smoke and mm. um take out his take out his arrow piece, which was the front of sniper. Then allowed my Nahab Killer Hacker to go into cyber mask mode, walk past his other front of it, get into uh and take out his um his dynamo, and then yeah, he made a play. Matter. He made he made a play for Veronin, but didn't quite make it because basically decided to shoot a, a line Kazakh on the way. 
it was an inclusive it was an inconclusive fight and uh, nothing happened with Verona. Like he he didn't even get to yeah, do anything. But, didn't even get to the Verona. Uh, essentially, essentially just ran out of orders before I could get to Verona. Um, yeah. but that was a really um stressful but very interesting start to the game. So, um, I think from what I took away, sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. Yeah, go, go on. I was I was gonna tie in Jacob. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically that was um main parts of that game I wanted to talk about because once I'd gotten into him made a few mistakes again sort of I guess as a, at, this, at this point I guess he showed himself that he was still a new player because he I think he tried to go too hard on his first turn to try to because yep. I think I killed like four things in turn one he tried too hard to kill four of my things yeah and end up kind of killing two more of his own things in return I mean yeah so at that point, then he he then also lost both of his bikes trying to do that. That's really hurting. He lost all of his mobility, all of his kind of central control. Um, to because mm-hmm. you know because again we're playing capture and protect. At this point, then I realized, well, now I can just defend my own beacon with my link team, and then move up with the Namur and the uh, Mukhtar, grab the beacon, run back, and the game is mine. But um, it was just yeah, it's interesting but- just how. How that can how how like he had definitely had some good moves. His deployment was excellent. His docking of my first combat group was excellent. Um, so that's a really good defensive play from a new player that got me thinking. Re- like it's harder than I've thought in a long time about a game. So that was great. Yeah. What's interesting though is, like you said, right? As soon as you worked out what that panel marker was, it was a lot easier for you to do, right? But that just t- that what that ties into for me is that's the strength. Of tack, right? Tack strength is like paralyzing you in the with its camos, with its defensive camos, not like confusing you by overwhelming you with so many camos that you can't even do the maths or or try to work them out. And that's kind of what Jacob's talking about. I think uh, I think this is one of tack strengths. But what Jacob was mentioning and what he's been thinking about Infinity uh, from his notes is the fact that certain factions and certain tutorials have their strengths and weaknesses and he's he's enjoying kind of this figuring them out is that right Jacob? yeah so th- that's the sort of thing where uh, especially for tack while you might look at some other factions and you have like a um you know a tr bot or um you had the the zayden missile launcher which are really good things to have sort of standing up and looking at your opponent to sort of as an active aro piece attack don't really have a piece like that. Yeah, the sniper's okay, um, but a, something that's a decent shot that has MSV one pretty much goes toe to toe with them. If they're real, if they're a really good shot, generally outshines them. Um, Not a unique selling point of the faction. Is basically what yeah, you're... it's it, the, the, it's one of the factions where the, its advantage is the fact that Strelix go to AVA four. Where they're normally AVA two, I think in vanilla, uh, vanilla, maybe even AVA one. Um, Spetnazers go to AVA four, where I think the AVA one in vanilla. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that I think even like Antipodes AVA two, you've got in this particular case, you've got to lean into their AVA advantage, and that's why when I find that. Like the front of a Ford Observer is great if you need a Ford Observer that's up to the front, but really where they shine is the um, is the mine layer and the fact that if you put every single camo token in a useful position, um, 
you defend your sort of maybe more valuable, more active turn pieces by stopping your opponent from just pushing straight through any of the corridors, mm. right? So would, you, would, you have, would you have recommended that he ran mine layer against me rather than forward observers? I, I, I wouldn't say against you. I would say against anybody. I, I would say if you're playing TAC, I'd go one. Like if you've got the points in the SWC for it, I would say one forward observer if you need it. Uh, sometimes there's no need for it. Um, so one forward observer, two mine layers, or if you don't need a forward observer, three mine layers. I'm going to, yeah, look, I disagree. I play TAC, I disagree. But the point is what I do agree with is your general sentiment that Sectoral has its kind of unique strength and it's kind of cool figuring that out. And I think you figured that out in TAC to be the Strelok, right? And I think you're right. You're absolutely right in the sense that... Wait, um, hold on. Do, do, you, do, you, do you disagree with me or do you think I'm right? I'm confused. I disagree, with, I disagree that you should always take three Streloks or something like that. That's what I interpreted you were saying. You should always take like three strikes as strength. Oh no, no! You just got to lean into the, the the AVA. I mean, I put a, I put, I was thinking, I was thinking, I don't want to run tack for BCB, um, and definitely the part of the reason is I took a look at like how you would do decapitation, considering the fact that most of the lieutenants are either really obvious or kind of squishy, the yeah. ones that aren't in camo state. So I took a look at what a like really tax sort of decap list look like, and it was I think I think on the table you deploy five non camouflaged units, and the rest are camouflage and parachute. And I looked at it and went, if I play a new player, I'm gonna blow just even like a relatively experienced player, it's like it looked like the most unfun <laughs> list to play against in the world. Yeah, fair enough. Because um, it it would it would be it would be a case of literally every turn I would reveal one Spetnaz, he would do a bunch of work for that turn, and he would either die or he'd survive re camo, and that would be my turn. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for me, yeah, I don't know. For me, I agree with you. In the general sense that general has different strengths and weaknesses. That's really fun to find out. So. Um, I don't know. The, that's what I've been yeah. finding with real service and Morats and now TAC. I'm slowly uncovering like different strengths and the Strelok profile. Like that's it's unique and the fact that the availability is definitely part of the TAC strengths for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Okay. I know. I think what you're what you're no sorry just to butt in there. What you're getting yeah. at is to, we're talking we're talking Val is trying to turn it into more of a general general conversation. No, we're not we're not talking about TAC specifically now yeah. necessarily. Yeah, uh, that was just that was just something that 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 came up in the comment there was the fact that there yeah. were locks, but um, the the broader point being that I think since the fire team changes have come out, that I think we can all agree that sectorals are feeling more individual than yeah. they ever yeah. have been, I, and more there's a bit more to uncover than there is like what five man link can I take in this faction? Yeah, I I doesn't happen as much yeah i th i think as is you know it's... As sort of evident that i mean sure like jim took two strelok fucking pontifex snipers but yep. i guess because of decompression zones he broke one out but um you know for me running a core and two duels is you know is, is different but um we can also talk about the fact that rama were one of the few sort of unchanged factions from the fire yeah. team um upgrade where they are still very much running cores 
Yeah. Well, I think sectorials sort of fall into three categories. Um, where you've got ones like there are ones where like moving from N3 or moving from the old fire teams to the new fire teams, which I think is N3 to N4 change. Um, you've got fact, you've got sectorials where they don't really have a good five man option where like everyone has a pure fire link, but the fire team link, but it's either you're bringing up a unit. That's not really worth like being in a five man. Like it's not really worth giving line Kazakhs a five man link. You know, you're not really getting much, you're not really getting much out of them. So you've got sectorials where they don't really have a five-man link. They might have a good Harris uh, potential, um, just as the as the extra burst to a really good, uh, like an already good gunfighter. Um, but th- what they get is you've got to concentrate on sort of the AVA changes that they have. So for me, uh, things like TAC, which we already mentioned, Shazvasti is an. Sorry, just to. Just to clarify, you were saying you said there were three different types. Have you just clarified the three types, or have you just going? I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to quickly go through them now. Right. So you've got ones. You've got ones where it's not about the five man link. It's not even really about the Harrises. It's about the the difference in AVA. Okay. Right. Yep, Which okay. is your you, yeah. So your Takashas, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. No, that's fine. You've then got. Uh, factions where they kind of have a good five-man link, they kind of can lean into uh, good Harrises. Um, Morats. So- no, no, no. Morats are the other end of the spectrum. Oh, um, yeah, Val. Right, th- th- wrong. Yeah, th- th- this is this is this is more this is more <laughs> like <laughs> this is more like um, assassins or um, uh, not Winterforce White Banner. Where you honestly, do, uh, like honestly, it's mostly everything in between. Yeah, really, it, it, what you're talking. Yeah, this is this is most like sectorial. This is most sectorial. This is most sectorials. Uh, yeah. So, like things where, like your five man link generally sort of has a bit of a disadvantage. They either don't have the greatest guns. They're a little bit too expensive. Something like that. So, uh, the, the Ji core for IA is a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've. De- You've then got factions that, like, their five-man core is sort of the star of the show. So that's when you've got your Morats. That's when you've got your Rama, um, even OSS and their Dakinis. Um, is while it's been changed a little bit to like going from insane to just being really good. Um, and the one unique one I will say is I think the Pano Fusilier five-man link is still. Pretty freaking yeah, powerful, thing, only yeah. because they get up to BS fifteen, which is freaking yeah, good. Um, no, okay, so so yeah, I guess you're right. There's a few factions that can have that pure link now. That you, if the faction can do it, you mm. know it's coming. Like anytime you're facing more out, you're like, oh fuck, that's five man. Yeah, so, it's, it's like like a faced faced edge running. Um, the fusil, yeah, the fusilier. If you if a core a core a pure core of fusiliers is still still pretty pretty dangerous and it's and it's cheap, which is kind of the um important part there. Um I think yeah, I think what I've what I all what I've been noticing with Rama and playing Shaz and even playing against other people is the there is so much more variability in yeah. what you can expect to see 
sweetness, specifically a sectoral, not so much a vanilla. Vanilla has always had that variability, although there is a little bit of a flattening of that because people find the optimum profiles. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of play happening in sectorals right now where mm. yeah, like you will just be like, Oh, I'm expecting to to fight a core link. Oh, there's no core link. Or it's yeah. a four person link and they've using that spare slot it's, for another flex. It's or, it's gone you know, from the a whole bunch of options. It's it's gone from the days where like you would find the sweet five man, you'd build that, and then the rest of the link would kind of be built around it. Um, one of the best examples is like, like like the assassins and the muib. The the assassins and the muibs um, is a good core. Sorry, the assassin baram uh, core is with the uh, gobads and uh, muibs is a good five man core, but everything's kind of weak in this as far as like they don't have many wounds and that sort of thing and that core and it's pretty expensive. You find that I mean, at least personally, find that um, assassins really lean into Harris's pushing around Asuir as a Buktas, um, yeah, with like Lasiks yeah. and stuff at, attached, where you've got like cheap profiles, expensive profiles, and then you've sort of got the supporting pieces. Oh, and I, I, I think, I think that's given. I feel like that's really given Infinity as a whole a lot more character. Where if somebody if somebody came up to me in N three and said I'm playing Shazvasti, I'd go, Okay, where is your Nox link with Sheshkin in it? Uh no 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 that's 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 an that's an incorrect statement, sorry, Jacob, as a jazz player. <laughs> you've just picked you've just picked the worst example. You no, 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 no. Kevin is no no I I I I meant I meant in N three. No, even in N three, even in N three. Yeah, right, sure, right. okay, yes, you could have. Yeah, no, no, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you, right. you can in, chess game with, with in four, N four, in N in N four, right? When I take a look at trying to make Shaz, uh, like the 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 best the, the, the best I can think is like Sheshkin in a Harris, and like that's it. I can't imagine putting her in anything else, or by herself, yeah, obviously. Maybe yeah. I, I guess I was getting yeah maybe I was getting confused with N three and N four but other words just putting N three off from us at the moment entirely it's yeah. dead to us yeah. but no dead. yeah yeah there is there is more um, variability I think it might have been a better example to something like and uh, any any panel sectoral pre fire team changes you mm. just be like build a fusilier link with the biggest gun that you can find yes then yeah. everything else fills itself out whereas in uh, post fire team changes it's it's way more variable yeah. like you can still do that it's still totally viable. There are just so many, you know, and the I think the uncovering the uncovering of duos. I think I'm finding I in think this you're game doing now well with really the interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing very well, but I'm having you're fun not doing, doing well, it. but you're experimenting. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah, you're being. I mean, <laughs> from you're, you're from what experimenting, with, and that's what I, I really like that because yeah. I'm that's actually I'm going to start playing around with some duos hmm. in the future. To be honest, because I play with with Harris's, what faction? Um, well, attack. I'm going to have to find some. Ways to dual, okay, uh, yeah. dual attack. I think the dual a dynamo, play. can't you? Dynamos, Ratniks. Uh, I'm gonna play around with them, but like, yeah, the one thing I haven't really explored in the game is duos, and something you're kind of focusing on. I, I think that's pretty cool, to be honest. And I think uh, that Yara Haddad and the Rafik. I think that's a cool uh, mm. little duo uh, uh, that you're using. And you, I was watching you play with Jim. You were doing the um, uh, you're pretty unlucky against that um, 
one one twelve. But you had the uh, the the Moore or whatever with um Moore, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jude. Um, and you've been using her for a while. I saw you use her against Dante as well. A, and... That's with the Mukhtar, right? Yeah, yeah, nasty, nasty. That yeah. those two. Are... Oh, it's a, and a, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a quick, um, duo that's able to push up the because it's got the tactical awareness. And everything does it have NCO in that duo? No, no, there's no, no NCO in that duo. That would, I'll tell that you would... where I got that idea from, and yeah. this this will go, this, this goes right back to early N four when we were still playing on TTS. I have uh, one of the, I think it's one of the guys from Canberra to thank for this one. Uh, Rob Cantrell knows who this guy is, but I forget who the guy is now. But he was playing Bakunin, and he ran a Bakunin list at me. It was a Riot Girl Spitfire dueled with Avicenna. Now, normally, ah, okay. you see a Riot Girl Spitfire, Avicenna, and then a, th a third model, like a second yes. Riot Girl or whatever it is. And he was like, I don't really feel I need the extra burst. I'd rather have those 20 to 30 points saved Someone on else. something else. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, zero or uh, whatever, right? I know. And then, and then, of course, then you come along, Val, and you start talking about four-man links like a fucking yes. <laughs> but, but, but there was, but there was the nugget of truth that came out of all that more at four-man link or whatever four-man links in general is got ten slots in group one. You go, you can go. Four or five Harris, make it eight, and then if you put a, if you put like say like you put a duo on there, that's that's ten. But you can go six. You can do five with a spare at six, right? And then you then then you've got then you've got four left, which can be a Harris and then one other model. What I've found has been really useful, really interesting, is going a core of five duo to make it seven another duo to make it nine and i've uh -huh. still got one slot left for like something a like Harman, a skirmisher for something i can throw at my opponent mm. on turn one if i don't want to no because Risk because otherwise i'd have to move those otherwise otherwise i'd have to potentially move one of those duels or harrises into group yes. two and then maybe they don't have enough mm. orders and i can't spend three command tokens to move them into group one i find myself mm. going this just feels like a nicer split like five two two one Composition of the group model. is actually. It, it 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 almost feels like um it almost feels like you're playing a game of like uh of like bodyguard where you've got this like uh, like we're talking about that um the uh, duo with the riot girls it almost feels like the riot guild is I know it's the other sort of way around but the riot girls there to be yeah. the bodyguard for Avicenna. Um, to push up, like let's say you're playing supplies or something, you push yeah, up, yeah, you got this yeah. nasty gun, and then, yeah, and then you, you the get up, right touch it, touch it, touch the box with Avicenna, and then go, okay, we're going back. Right, and you've got potentially you don't need that third model. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes, sometimes you don't. Like, yeah, sometimes it's, you don't. Yeah. It's, it's it's balancing that. Like, do I want that extra burst? Mm. Um, but can can I pay for it? Can I pay twenty potentially twenty points for a third for an extra burst? Um, I mean, you do, you do, you sorely miss the extra burst in ARO. Sometimes, yes. Um, but, oh, often, but often you only get that, you only get the extra burst for one order and exactly. or one ARO because then that thing dies. I think or, yeah, exactly. So it makes no difference. And then you're back down to one burst anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't always matter. Um, but I have been finding the duels are just easier to move around. And like you say, you get that, you get those points freed up and you get that extra slot. Utility. To, to, 
even if you want to go for a a nine six split, which I know a lot of players do as well, yeah, I find quite useful. Well, on the topic of four man links and unique links, what I've been using, I've had two games recently with Ryan and Hector. So, um, and I've been really hammering this four man link, which uh, everyone's no one's gonna like it. Basically, it's Kazakh uh, <laughs> with HMG, right? Solid. Antivik with um, heavy rocket launch. Frontier with paramedic and Voronin with T2 shotgun. And this li- this link designed to go forward and Voronin it's designed to either smash your face with the Vekazak or get close enough for Voronin to do his shit. The other two are in the link are simply to make the link possible because a Frontivik is required for link. In ARO, so what was it again? Frontivik's one paramedic, one Frontivik with heavy rocket launch. Kazakh APHMG and uh, mm-hmm. Voronin with T2 shotgun. And it's pure, by the way. That's a pure link. So the BS. Is it? Uh, mm. yeah, the front of, uh, so the I mean, I'll let you continue, yeah, but the, the, it, 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 can, it, can, <laughs> it confuses me why when you're one model off getting a pure link, you would just stop. Nope. 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 Right. No, go on, go on, go on. No, but the the point the point is the whole point of the link is to go forward, right? So in if you if you're going second, uh your arrow is the heavy rock launcher, you expect them to die. That doesn't matter, right? But mm. then when you go forward, you go forward with that Harris, right? Um oh if you need to shoot something, you got the uh Vekazan, best shots in the game uh that you've got. The other thing I'm um and yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um to be fair, against Ryan I did well because he blew wolf in my face and the game was whether I kill the blue wolf efficiently or I don't. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't kill it efficiently, but I did do something very cool. These blue wolf suppression fire so close to my face that I couldn't engage him with the AP HMG, so I had to engage him within eight inches or ten inches so he could flamethrow on me. So what I did is I ran a dog warrior into him, right? Um, just into DC, and then I used Voronin to go and attack him. Instead How did you of... get into CP with the blue wolf? So I broke the wool, blue wolf's um, suppression, dodged, dead because I shot him outside of twenty-four, and then my dog warrior literally just ran at him, and he shot him, one wound. I went to base because I've got total immunity. Right. So okay. the most you can do to me is one wound. I should have a crit. Yeah. Yeah, outside outside of crit, right? But then, but then, what, what was tricky? What was cool was then Voronin comes up within eight inches, and the blue wolf has to make a choice. It either CCs in, in anticipation in case I CC. Well, it or, it 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 can't CC unless you're actually in face to base with him. Yeah. I've got guy, so I have the potential to CC it. So you can do that. Uh, can can the blue wolf CC because it doesn't have that as an doesn't have guard because it can't. You? But no, but because I can CC it, right? He knows how it's going. Because you can, you can always it. just choose to CC, and then yeah, you can just preempt exactly. the arrow. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. he preempted yeah. CC. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just shoot my T2 shotgun into the combat, and my dog warrior doesn't care about T2, but your blue wolf does. That was I thought that was pretty cool. Didn't work out, unfortunately. Hmm. But um, did you, you just missed both shots? Missed, I missed four <laughs> shots. I missed four shots into the fucking combat and just hit my dog. My dog's like, "What have I done? I've been a good boy." Uh, so. <laughs> So yeah, so that was unfortunate, but and I lost that game. Uh, so Ryan played that well, um, but then they played Hector in one of his that he submitted at boot. That was really fun, and Voronin did some work in that one. So um, uh, he killed a couple of knights, getting with an eight, and give them bad choices where they're like, if they dodge, close combats. If they uh, sorry, if they shoot, he close combats. 
and um basically and if they try to close combat he just so okay. Ronan's okay. actually doing some work and I want people to know that he's coming. I've already oh, he's not your he wasn't your LT in that he was, was but he? I, he was but I he had was, okay. a chain of command. Um and yeah, the other thing probably is still a good idea. And the other thing is I got um I beat Doug as well, by the way, for the league. You what? I beat Doug League as well, so that that was a nice you beat him? Oh well congratulations. Uh is the curse lifted now? I don't know what was that was that what's we haven't actually played technically, but because this podcast, is going to, I'm playing tomorrow. Podcast is going to be out oh. tomorrow, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, beating them already. So just, just oh. this is going to be. A, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember when Roger Federer had an ad uh, for the World Cup where he had the trophy and it smacks him on the head as it falls out of the plane, but then he loses, so they have to change. They have to change the ad of him sitting really sad on the plane next to the seat he booked for his cup. Oh no! Yeah, oh. This is what it's uh, gonna but... be. You, you're gonna be sad next episode when Doug <laughs> kicks the shit out of you. No, for sure. Think, for sure. So, 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 so far, so far, you've maybe sold Four Man Links better than you did on the episode where we actually talked. About yeah, talked about Four Man Links. This is like the first time it made I sense. Mean, where I, I was like, oh yeah, you have a decent ARO. Right, it dies potentially. You're then down to the Harris, which was the plan all along. So that's a potential. Or if you go forward, then when you park up in the middle, if you go first, you leave. You have one member to leave out, and that's that arrow piece. So that way yeah. to uh, ablate any attack that mm. comes onto them. Still so that... feels like a little bit of a unnecessary. Like I don't know. It's a tough one. Like it's still a tough sale for me. Yeah. I'd almost be know. like just just have just have a Harris and drop one of the front of X. Yeah. But it does the same thing. Less about the four-man links, more about the fact that I've really been enjoying Infinity again, actually. So those two games kind of really riled me up. Um, and I know, I know, okay. it's, I know about you guys, but it's been a bit of like a up and down sometimes with it recently. For me, for me, I've stemmed that. I've put that down to the fact that there's not the regular gaming venue, and I think that's made it hard. Just having having like a regular gaming venue and just knowing that hey, my Tuesday is for Infinity. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna see the people I know. And I'm gonna roll some dice. That's. I think that's for me. Are you going to start doing that on Tuesday nights, or what's your, what's like your plan to, to I, remedy yeah, this I, problem? I know. Yeah, that's that's kind of like yeah. I don't know. It's kind of something that's been brewing, and I think that's like on Sunday. Was, I had such a good time, like seeing everyone. I think I'm like. I think mm-hmm. it helped me put my finger on the pulse. Like, I think that's what's missing from having regular games. Like as much as I like going to people's places, like Hector's or Gareth's or Ryan's or whatever, that's always good. I think having like a venue where you see multiple people in a night and you all kind of have a like, kind of have like that thing to do and hang out. Yeah. I think I think mm. I think for me that would help. No, for sure, for sure. Like I think Tuesday nights are gonna be uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights for me regular. Um, if if not both, at least one, and that kind of keeps me in the in the game. But I I will agree. I think I have had a bit of a a love loss on Infinity lately. I don't know. I tried to counter that with the Anzac Cup that we talked about, where I ran mm-hmm. double Maggie and just pushed them around for fun. Um, still had some, still had four great games. Still had some frustrations that you'd expect, mm-hmm. even if you're trying to play casually. You know, sometimes the dice just go, nah, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you just kind of go through these cycl- cyclical moods where you, you know, you you lose a couple of games or you have a couple of like un. Once the unfun games, but games where you're just like, oh, why did I, why did I, why did I put in like three hours of my evening for this? Yeah. Um, 
to then having like a really fun game where it's really close and you know, I love you know, like this my game. Um, my game my game against Aaron uh, Aaron at uh, Anzac Cup I was like oh wow this is like going like the best way for both of us and not, none of us are having a terrible game um but you know that that's just a problem with like the dice game in general and I think I'm coming back up on that again now I, I put together um I put together the Shakush tonight so even though I probably won't ever actually run it but I put together <laughs> And that nice. that made me feel better. I also put together the Alpha CDHRL because it's a oh, nice. cast model. That is a cast um, model. So I so I think I'm gonna you know start running that thing again in, mm. in Harris's now that I've actually got the model together and I just need yeah. to paint it. Um, you know I think experimentation as well is something that really makes me keen for more games. I think I just the other you, yeah I think, sorry sorry I got are it. You, oh I was gonna say I think for me um. I, I do like to uh, like play around with things. Like uh, I want to play around with Bakunin um, and see how it goes for BCB and all that sort of thing. Um, but I think what I've done, which is probably to my advantage, is like pull back on that. Like trying to experience every single freaking bit of Infinity that interests me. You know, one week it's one army, one week it's another army, and try to really sort of appreciate what I'm playing mm. at that moment for like that month, I thought it would get really stale. Um, or if like I would play um, like when I was like play tack and then it wouldn't work and I get really frustrated and get really demoralized. Um, but what I found is that change of mindset of figure out what the sectorial or whatever the army is about, right? Lean into that, learn that that's your experimentation. Once I got sort of my head around that and sort of concentrated on one like bit of infinity, um, I found that like I was able to sort of, once I could figure out how an army sort of worked, there was less of that analysis paralysis. I knew sort of, mm. if I'm in this situation, this is what I do. And then it's more about just sort of like solving a half sold problem, really. It's more relaxed. It's more uh, sort of fun. So um, I think if you're finding yourself almost overwhelmed by infinity and you can't really figure out what's comfortable for you, it's time to maybe sort of sit in one spot for a little bit, take a Dig look in. at, yeah, take a look at what you're doing um, and really get to the point where you're either like, no, nah, this sucks crap. I just, I can't do it. Like when we were talking with uh, Ed and he, um, like he played Steel Phalanx and just could, like, like the playstyle just didn't sit with him at all. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with me, I really enjoy Infinity, like, TAC plays very differently to, fuck, what was I playing before, what was I playing before TAC? Like, uh, what, um, Invincible Army. Yeah, Invincible Army, they play very differently from each other. Yep. No, but it's true, like, sitting in one spot and really digging for fashion, it's probably one of the best things I've done for myself in Infinity, where I give myself this yearly thing where I'm doing one mm -hmm. fashion for a year. And you, the yeah. are deep. they really are deep. And like you just force yourself, you force yourself to learn how to experiment and how to try yeah. new things. I think we're and just happy really... that you've gotten out of the abuse of um, ISS. <laughs> That's true. That long-term relationship. Wait until he has like, what, like enough bad games and he spirals back and he's just like, no, nah, it'll love me. It'll love me, guys. <laughs> 
it's um, it's a fine balance though right between between it because like here i am i'm like experimenting in the kiddie pool with like stupid lists and like kind of shrugging all like water off a duck's back type thing but at the back of my mind i'm like yeah but i'm not getting i'm not getting any better do i care yeah. it's like that kind of that that feeling of like I mean, i'm kind of glad i'm running bcp and not playing in it because i would be way more thinking about you know, trying to get my reps up to place well at bcp but because i'm not yeah. playing at it yeah, right. yeah. i can i can play around but then i do listen to you guys talk about like drilling into this like faction and yeah. really finding like my my groove and, and getting used to like a certain army composition i'm kind of oh, i do miss that as well though like i miss it's more enjoyable like, playing you know it's just, i guess it depends like horses for courses type thing like yeah. I, I like i want to exp- but also i just don't get enough games in either so you've got, mm. at some point you got to pick pick one or the other like you're only getting one game every one game in every maybe two weeks or three weeks is it worth just like trying to rep the same list yeah or i mean also, go, yeah like, I, I random so. army generator random army generator every every nah, like fortnight i think you i know? think the random army generator kind of losing like losing um focus it's probably detrimental, and like even if you get only get like one or two mm. games a week, if you're doing the same fashion and you just you're just experimenting and just really trying to stay in that spa, uh, into in that in that fashion, I think you can have fun. But the main thing is like regular games. But also one thing you touched on is like tournaments or big events or any event they galvanize your focus. So when you're like I got one eye on a tournament coming up, you're you're building you're playing with the faction around that tournament. It helps you galvanize, kind of fo- it helps like kind of get your focus, and I don't know, it helps you build work towards something. Maybe yeah. at least it can be really fun as well. Like I mean, like Hugh Hugh or local Hugh is a good example where he's basically taken limited insertion morats mm. for the whole of this year, and I don't know if that's just like self-flagellation or what. No, no, like, it's ILF. He, he seems to be having morat. a good job. Now it's OSS. Oh, now he's moving on to OSS. Yeah, right, okay. no, he's is he still running? Is he still? No. Is he still running of... limited insertion there, or is yeah, he? Hard, but he's he's, he's still is he still, or is he is he still running lim- limited insertion with it, or is it just for that just for more ads? Still with uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a great experiment, um, but I guess yes, it can be it can be hard, and it can be a little bit of uh, yeah, like you're just punishing yourself for what gain. Yeah, so one of the things we've been discussing, me, him, and Jordan, brainstorming. He needs more bodies on the table, so he's starting to other units. I'm really pushing for him to start juniors, uh, just to give like the bots to kind of facilitate his uh, deployment zone with like a couple of bodies, and just uh, really lean into the proxies bodies again, but also utilize some of the bigger pieces like the Suras and the Yardus, or, um, and things like that. So I know it's just interesting. He just it, it forces you to bring some different profiles, and he's definitely struggled with that, but. But yeah, I guess you make your own fun in how you approach the game. But I don't. But I think if you're jumping from one faction to another and like not focusing, I think you're making it a little bit harder. On I mean, it, 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 it depends. If you're in Kev's situation and you know you don't really have, like, you don't have a necessarily a reason to focus, and you're playing Infinity for the sake of Infinity, then I don't see any problem with like taking the like your flavor of the week i remember uh i think after the last bcb i just took a little break partly because like the timing just never worked i had things on during tournaments but i took a little break from um tournaments to just play infinity um 
And mm. you, you, it's nice to have the mindset of there's this gimmick I want to try. Or I think the one thing I did was I was like, uh, I said that they dropped the um, the engineer Nexus operator. I went, oh, cool. I'm going to go back to this faction that I really like Onyx Contact Force, but it was garbage in N3. And now it is, it's better. I think Kev um, misses yeah. the, the, the tussle of, like, the competitive yeah. side of it. So he's, I think Kev was kind of like torn between, like, oh, I really want to kind of excel and improve and hate, but at the same time, I also want to just do Infinity. And it's like, I don't know, you, I, I think you're kind of torn between two. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I've got, like, a whole bunch of lists that are constructed for RAM that I don't have enough time to play them all. And then mm. the time in which I do get to play... I often kind of have this like moment of panic where I'm like, oh, should I just run like the pure core for each list for the first time? Or is this more of a night where I should just like play this double duo list that I've been playing yeah. around with and like experiment with it? And I often find myself just like, yeah, I just kind of, I'm like, oh, where do I go? Like, I would love to just be able to have like five games in five days and just go through each of my lists in R because like, yeah, I have to scroll. Try. Through so many oh, of these man, lists going, so oh, I'll never much. get to try you. I'll never was... get to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just r r like run, run my core link V one, V two, V three, double Maggie V one, V two. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I it, think it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, 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 I was, what I was going to say as well is, I mean, maybe listeners out there might good to hear their thoughts on it as well, but. We have a, you know, we've got a couple of group, well, we've got a couple of group chats that go on on Messenger, and we've got Discord, local Discord. We've got the Lost of Lieutenant Discord, and then I have not been looking at global Discord or any of those IGL ones for quite some time now, because I'm kind of over talking about tactics. Like I'm kind of over just kind of prevailing thoughts about what is better. Uh, yeah, you know what? What? How? How to overcome this problem? And like, there's no like, no one's bitching this. No, no one's bitching about it. And like, they're just like, there's just this deep conversations that are happening about certain units or certain, like, you know, even even like, you know, uh, Rob Rob's videos are really good. One one that he's doing is really great because it brings you back to basics. But there are definitely some, there are definitely some chats that I'm finding just to be a bit exhausting. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit that this profile is like opt more optimal than this other profile, or that I should be running this profile over this one. I, I just wanna, I just wanna play with the models that I want to play with, which makes yeah. me feel like a noob. But I'm also like just kind of like, I, just, I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of over it, over, to, <laughs> over, over hearing about it. Having been, uh one of the instigators of probably of like one of your frustrating moments i do think there is sometimes um just the way random luck works i remember that fight that uh my line kazakh had with your um mukhtar what was the one you drag along with the rafiq uh depends yeah that depends which one it was but yeah yeah um so, sometimes you really do get into the streak, and I, I like I don't know where um, your dice just night after night are um, j like just getting you down, and um, 
I think I think when that's happening, it's a good it's a good chance to really sort of like shift gears entirely. Um, just so you're not well, in that situation. Not yeah. just so you're not in like because like you're doing all the right things. The dice are just being awful to awful to you. So now it's time to just sort of try something new to like so you're not in that sort of situation anymore. Right, your dice are rolling for something yeah. different. Um, I don't like to. I don't like to blame the. Sorry, Valerisha. No, you, you, you got. I, I yeah, can't. No, I, know, I, was say, I don't. I don't like. I was just saying that I'm getting over the some of the competitive side of things in the game, and also just me being competitive, um, uh-huh. and like just trying to figure out what what the best profile is, and, and like, oh, this is how you deal with this, or etc. 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 What you did say there, of, um, Jacob, that reminded me of something I was going to mention about the game I had with Jim and this, you know, that when I was getting sort of paralyzed by not knowing what to do and just going ahead and doing it is that what I ended up doing took quite a, there was a a fair bit of risk involved. Mm. Even though I knew what was probably underneath the camel markers, it was all, it was very much reliant on me passing those discover checks. Like if I discovered shot and failed to discover, I would be kind of stuck and mm. it was one of those things where at the after the game finished and we both had a we both had a good game uh, like it, it was it was a good game but if if my if my discover check had failed i would have been in a pretty shitty spot and i and it's just going back to like the games where like things were things it's managing risk i guess is what it comes down to right it's yeah. like yes your dice might screw you but you should have managed the yeah. risk. So, like, even if they do screw you over, you have a plan B, a plan, yeah. a plan right. C. But you have you have another way around it that might take more orders or mm-hmm. might do a different thing. But you've got you're not just being like, oh, plan A failed. I don't have a plan B. Oh, oh dice my dice. Me. That's not, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. not the, that's not an excuse. Like, yeah, dice oh. fucked you. Sure, go roll them again on a, on another on another thing. So, mm. like, if my discover had failed, I would have been pretty annoyed. Um, mm. I could have discovered with another model, but that would have taken orders because there's the compression zones in the way, yada, yada, yada. Um, but that's where my head was has been at lately, where it's just like little things that go wrong kind of annoy me. And I was trying to like reset myself back into being mm. like more laissez-faire oh. about the game so that I don't get so frustrated, which yeah. is another reason why I'm going back to playing A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. I, I was um, I was I was about to just say because when, it's a, just because it's a bit of a palate cleanser. Yeah, it's yeah. when you're getting into that sort of thing where you like a central tenet of infinity, which I think is like managing, but also sort of taking those risks. You know, when you have to, I don't know, discover on thirteen or something like that. Cool. Um, and mm-hmm. and that's getting on your nerves. Then there's no no harm in saying, "All right, I'm just going to play something that's a total changing." Uh, total shifting gears and like you said play Song of Ice and Fire where you've got cards and abilities and it's all rank and file and you can just like sort of like almost like clear the cache of your brain of all the infinity um, stuff and then come back later with just I don't know like a just like a a fresh mind I think that's pretty solid advice actually but also the other thing I was going to say though in those situations I asked two questions like hey do I need to make that play Mm. B my list have a a lack uh, backup tool and is that something I think about next time those are the only two questions I asked yeah and that's like it's like 
did I need to do that? And was that too much risk? Or should I, um, or my list lack a plan B and that's actually a list failure and I need to look. Uh, sorry, you were saying you were saying Val about um yeah I was just saying uh, yeah the, the the like the plan Bs and stuff like that I mean that that was that was what led yeah. me to um like include the 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 Spetnaz parachutist yeah. into my attack list because I realized every single time I had a problem that I couldn't solve um the <laughs> Spetnaz uh, parachutist could solve it um so yeah there's there's sometimes where and it, Sometimes where like you, you take a risk and you find out that either you didn't have to take it or you didn't have the appropriate plan B, you need to go a little bit back to the drawing board. But there is also like Infinity. Sometimes is a game of you need to take uh, that risk. Um, I mean, it's oh, not yeah. the, it's it's not the perfect example. But when we when I did talk about the um, Shikami, the Shikami as a model, all about right like having massive balls and taking as much risks as possible because they can't do anything else unless they get within pretty much eight in all honesty um and you really have to yeah it's, and, and like, if it goes wrong for the i mean so many points yeah and like tack is another thing where uh, i mean like you have to you have to take a certain number of risks with tack because the payoff can be huge and in some cases, if it fails, if the gamble fails, yeah, it can sort of start pulling that plan apart. Um, and if you're yeah. finding that you can't like deal with um, the risk of a particular army, um, then again, just like Ed said, maybe that army is just not like suitable to your playstyle. You want to play something that it can be a bit safer that can take a couple of failed risks recover and not necessarily lose anything for it. Prime example, um, OSS and Dakinis. If a Dakini yeah, takes a good. missile to the face, um, it's good, it's good it can see if it passed one armor save, so long as you've got an engineer nearby, that Dakini is back up, back in the fire team, and you're good to go. But yeah, um, so it sounds like we covered quite a few. So it sounds like we've all kind of like had uh, gone through moments where we're not enjoying the game as much, or oh, for sure, galvanize it uh, the game for us again. And um, I think for me, it's having events. So I think Kevin, thank you very much for this league. It's actually really fun. Um, I'm actually really Good. enjoying. It. I don't, uh, can't wait to play Doug uh, tomorrow, even though I've already beaten him as far as the podcast is concerned. <laughs> um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's getting people together as well. That's awesome. Having just events in general, we got quite a few coming up, so I think that's going to galvanize the community a little bit. But I think, think having the regular night, I think that's what I'm going to focus on personally. And I think Kevin, actually, one thing I've been thinking on your behalf is you do so much in the community. I'm just wondering how much brains, uh, how much time or brain capacity you put towards just thinking about your list or infinity or your fashion rather than um the podcast or the challenges or the event or uh, or or that sort of stuff and how much i'm wondering if like your uh, your bandwidth is being eaten up by that a lot so you're not getting excited to play games because you're thinking about like your factions yeah i don't know yeah i think I there's think definitely there's, uh yeah. Yeah, i mean you're you are right but infinity army like infinity army if you were to ask me two years ago like you know what do i do what how do i how do i spend my time mostly just on the shitter making lists and now, now I I pick up my phone now. Maybe when I'm in bed or when I'm doing whatever, and I, I kind of I, I'm actually I get kind chat, of nervous. It just pisses I get, you off. 
I get kind of nervous about opening up Infinity Army because I get sucked into this hole of like 30 lists that I've built and never tried. And then I look at the infinite, and then I look at the uh, the our infinity chat, and I'm like, someone's talking about risk management, and we're like, go speak to uh, Rob Cantrell. By the way, there's a really good video on that. Um, yeah, 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 we're, like we're 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 gonna ramp, we ramble on about what but risk management and and like you know it's it's your own fault if your dice are rolling bad sort of thing. But um, yeah, I definitely have like needed to take a step back from um yeah. being so competitively involved in Infinity because yeah, I've got other stuff on the I've got other stuff to do. Uh, like around the community but also just around like work and life yeah. and things like that and yeah like realizing that like spending two hours a day writing infinity lists is probably want something that i can i found uh, i need to cut down on do any of you guys the other way i think that makes me more excited to actually play the game i think all the admin is the stuff that's taking away from it because i think oh you, right that's yep. what I'm, I'm saying. I think I think writing lists and being looking at profiles gets your brain juices going and thinking about playing and testing things. Whilst at the moment, all you're doing is the admin side of the stuff around the community and the podcast, and then checking the chat and where you just hear me trying to shit stir people about Bronin <laughs> or Pavel or whatever the fuck I, uh, is the flavor for the. I, day th- I, th- I, th- I think what we should take away from what you're saying, Val, is somebody needs to take up Kevin's torch for a little bit. Uh, yeah, to a degree for sure, but also it's for Kevin to manage like uh, where he's yeah, the sure. with, maybe. No, no, but... you're, you're, you're right. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I think probably having a regular <laughs> having a regular night, I think. And if you yeah, if you want to have a game with me next Tuesday, this is me asking out on a date, Kevin. <laughs> okay. uh, next Tuesday, at Axe and Ales, I'd be very keen. Sounds good. Let's hey. let, let's lock in next Tuesday. Just... I'm not going too far for work, so I can. Just as a, a sort of uh, a question from somebody who uh, has never organized it. An event like on terms of like let's just say a scale of one to ten how much sort of joy satisfaction however you want to put it do you actually find in running something like bsb bsb bcb depends who wins um it really depends who wins like a 10 out of 10 uh so it's a really good experience to do about about a five out of ten up until about the friday before the event and then it sort of slowly ramps up okay um because you know the admin stuff is like chasing cats, and yeah. and, that's, and that's actually pe- pe- people say it's really hard to run an event. It's actually not. It's really simple. Um, yeah, it's organizing it, 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 it. That's a pain in the ass. It's it's really no. It's really simple. Like it's you know, okay. you can make a Facebook event as long as you got a venue. Um, people people so, will people do and, and as long as you got a great community that actually sign up and pay Pitch you it. on time. That's the that's the issue. Like, is you'll get some communities that will, will that will wait until the Thursday or the Friday night off the event for the event to sign up, and you know, you're then you're then you're the organizer going, how the fuck do I pay for pride? I've got no money. Yeah. I can I just have to yeah, cancel not, the event. You put it out. Um, but everyone in Melbourne really is pretty good. Like, if 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 I sign up, if I start this league up, I had you know, 10, 12 people sign up within the first few weeks, and then the last, you know. Yeah. Half a dozen or so are the ones well, that kind of straggle. They're you know they're 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 the stragglers, but you can yeah. usually rely on them. It's just you know it's yeah. just knowing the community and and who you can try who you can rely on and who actually responds. Um, but the actual running of an event is incredibly satisfying because you see people happy and enjoying a game that you yeah. put so much effort into. I think into playing. So I have a new goal for BCB now that I want everyone to get on board of. Is nobody pay Kev until 
the day before. I want the tax office to call him and ask him why he's getting so much cash deposited. <laughs> bring the tax office. Why are you investing in cryptocurrency, Kevin Hamilton? Yeah. We just gave you a citizenship, but we don't want. We don't want to regret. I need the money. I need um, the money now. Okay, that's cool. Um, I, I was just wondering. I don't think I've ever actually asked like, what's it like to uh, run an event. Well, I mean, um, it can't be that bad because Tristan's running his first one, so um, exactly. yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy uh, not to put anybody off. It's like doing hungover. Doing hungover. Yeah. Other than that, and always um, always always have a always have a friend as well to help you if you are hungover. Yeah, yeah. you you're not doing everything on the day, especially if you're having to play. That's actually the mm-hmm. one thing I hate for running events is when you have to play on yeah, the day. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, like oh fuck yeah. I've 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 heard that I've heard that almost universally. I think organizers like I have to play the fucking bike. God damn it! I just wanted yeah, to sit yeah. here and watch people play. Because yeah. you don't want to give you don't want to give somebody a buy, especially if it's like if it's just a one day event and they only play two games, or if it's a two day event and like you know, yeah, no, I I I I totally, I totally get that. But I also I also get the idea I also get the idea of like if you're the TO, you kind of want to be a glut and just like a glut of for spectating games where you get to just watch like twenty yeah, you want twenty games going on, right? Yeah. You want to come around and you want to you want to take pictures because that's the other thing, right? People people love. So this is something that we we can uh, we've got some Patreon questions that we will move on to, but it's something that I want to um, mention uh, as part of our hobby chat or part of our chat tonight that um, has become like a real I don't know what the what word I'm going to use to describe it, but people love bitching about other people's tables. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. Like if you're at an if I'm you're at an event. Thing. And I'm the like if I'm the TO for an event and I have to play. The the other problem with that is it means I can't take photos. I'm less likely to take mm, photos yeah. of all the tables and post them on, uh, mm. on the uh, IGC, the global community. Yeah, on IGC because then no one's gonna come bitch about them because they're not there. So yeah, yeah. it's true. But You're missing everyone, out one part of the community. Missing it. Missing out on like exactly because it's a community, it's a community engagement, right? You got everyone on the land going, Oh, those tables look great, and then you got one guy who's like, Who open? Who dead? Who dead? What is this rubbish? Um, New South Wales, yeah. <laughs> um, I do, I do actually love um talking about the table construction. We had a the, the game I had on Sunday with Jim, I let Josh put the table together. Um, shout out to Josh. He fucked up, but it's it's okay. It's funny actually. The more we talk about tables, the more I realize this sort of um, Good table uh, the, the, I'm a Nazi. Um, <laughs> but even, even like I I like Josh up the table and and like I have myself to blame because I helped. I did. I only did one deployment zone and Josh mm-hmm. did the other. Um, and we realized after we'd set up that we had done this like one of the cardinal sins I find of mm-hmm. of table designers. You put all this cool stuff in the deployment zone, and you put all this cool stuff in the center of the table. Then there's this four inch strip. Yeah, yeah. yeah DZ DZ and the middle, where yeah. there's fucking nothing. I, and that can be that can be okay sometimes, but then sometimes uh, you can walk an AD trooper on the table, and he just sees the length and like the yeah, breadth of fucking. Of your, of your I, I was I, I I was always, and I still very much am, just like terrified of putting tables together because I remember when I first started doing it i would i would like subconsciously build the dz i wanted to see but just on the side of the table i happened to be standing on and it took me forever it took me forever to realize 
I a I may not be on this side of the table, so I'm building my <laughs> opponent's d deployment zone, and b this will not like I need to like. I mean, I only have finite amount of terrain to put on this table. Yeah, I can't I put all the sniper towers on this side of the table. I have to put it in. So I think an old adage, I think, that, um, that I sort of got from Julian uh, way back is that in, in Infinity, each side of the table should be um, similar but different. Yeah, I think that's right. one I I I I uh, abide by. Yeah. I know some people like to say that they shouldn't be balanced, but I'd like to think that they should be balanced but they, different. Yeah, they, like they, uh, they, look, they can they can be unbalanced, so to speak. One guy can have the sniper tower. Uh, the what the way I always look at it is if one guy has like a lot, like one side has a lot of the perches for like sort of more of a static deployment, the other side of the table has. Um, more staircases facing them, so that they can get up on the stair like stairs and shit from there like faster so there's um, less climbing or walking around or something like that i'm just conscious it's 10 to 10 and we have a chance to finish this podcast before 10 o'clock and we got some patreon questions to um and yeah so i was sure. wondering if you guys want to wrap it up and jump into the patreon questions oh. yeah cool yeah, no, that's that. That sounds that sounds good. Let's do All them because right. there are some some quite good ones. We did we did ask our patrons. Like I say, you can join. You can become a patron. You can become one of our valued chain of command cocks for as little as I three dollars a month or something like that. I think it is. Um, we have so many big beautiful cocks. Yeah, you get to you get to and you get small. to talk to us personally. Uh, <laughs> you get to ship post Val on a server only he can see. It's great. Um, uh, so yeah, okay. So we have uh, a few questions to get through. Uh, Val, you want to kick it off? Yeah, for sure. So Hoppy's asked, "What unit gives you the most fun on the table?" Um, for me, at the moment in TAC, uh, I'm uh, enjoying between the Dog Warriors and uh, Baron. That's what I'm running. Baron is really difficult to use, but I know got potential. And you know how I know? I know this is something I don't let out of the bag very often, right? Anytime I have a and everyone disagreeing with me, that's one sign that I think I'm onto something. Then speak to somebody like Hector, and Hector's like, you know what? See something there. It's not easy, and I don't think it's the first option, but there's something there. That... I mean, Hector's just a really nice guy. Yeah, okay. Hector would just be a really nice guy. <laughs> He's just a really nice Spaniard. <laughs> he really He's just like, oh, because, because what happens? His English isn't actually you, that strong. <laughs> he might not understand. You know, you, you know how you know how we know when, like when it's happening. He's, you're you're telling him about Veronin, mm. and he's probably got one of his hands on your shoulders, and he's just like, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah. You're you, you know what? You're right. You're right, yeah. buddy. <laughs> That's Hector, right? It's it's, it's like it's 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 like. It's like someone's completely, someone's completely confused, has got no idea what you're talking about. It makes no sense. So you're like, yeah, sure, I'm sure there's something there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, play, just, just slowly, like just, um, yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just slowly back away. You got it, Amigo. Yeah, no, it's like... All right. I am going to play that game. I've been joining Varnon. Varnon's really fun uh, at the moment, and the Dog Warriors. Jacob, what about you? <laughs> I'm going to try and avoid saying the Spetnaz because uh, it seems to be the only unit I talk about at the moment. Um, I I am I'm kind of enjoying right now um, the Taskmaster, the Kunin. Oh, okay. Which one? Uh, uh, at the moment, uh, the uh, Red Fury one. 
because um, it's because the red fury uh, gets sort of like sort of the best of both worlds. It gets the crazy koalas, which the HMG doesn't get, but it gets the burst that cool. the um, the rocket what, launcher. Not the, HR, not the HRL. That, I haven't had a chance to try the HRL. I still I think the HRL is is great because you get that extra extended range. Um, and popping in with two Morlocks that become regular, mm-hmm. right? The fact that it can drop, uh, th- that they can drop smoke, um, is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, and I think this is really big, is the um, the Taskmaster is a fucking great candidate for the Master Breacher, right? Because right. it gives them gives them true. Well, because it, it gives him the terrain zero G, which is you know the only thing that's really important now. So doesn't care about decompression zones. You know, gets the move for an extra inch and all that sort of thing. Um, but it gives a it gives him the D charges for Malay, and he does have martial arts and stealth. Oh, it's TC twenty one and stealth. He does have stealth. I think he has stealth. Um, so he's the he's that sort of like like I used him last to um like slap a cutter around. Right, he's a really great, like, big thing that's big and scary. You walk up, and you're a- he's able to shoot. He's able to do combat with the Morlocks. It means he's able to get to where he needs to go. He's good close range because he's got a heavy pistol. Um, you know, his guns are great. Crazy Koalas, uh, you know, just fun to use. They're good. They work and all that sort of thing. There's just a really flexible profile that I'm having. Uh, I'm learning still, but I'm ha- having a lot of fun with him. Yeah, cool. And then for you, me, um, uh, Sphinx um, is and always will be one of my favorite units in the game yeah, to play around with. Yeah. Hot diggity dog. There's not many things. I don't play many like strong, like strong attacking armies. Like, I really tend to play asymmetrically. But when you have a Sphinx on the table, just your you the whole table is your playground. Mm. Um, everyone just goes off oh, fuck when you reveal an S6 camo marker. And it's just hella fun. It's just, yeah, it's just such a, a crazy fun profile to play. And if ever I'm feeling blue, I'll just play a game with the Sphinx. And probably my <laughs> opponent hates me by the end of it, but it's fine. Uh, and then I'll other than that, you next year, then other than that, the um, yeah, the Namur we've been talking about. I I I think I want to move on from playing the Tack Awareness profile because I really miss that Emirat on the non Tack Awareness profile, mm-hmm. and it also frees up like three, two or three points, which may be useful. I don't know. Okay, that's something I need either. to. That's something I need to test. Um, but yeah, the mm. the the Namur is has also been a lot of fun, mostly because when you're playing it. Um, sometimes I will forget to to tell my opponent that it's got total immunity. Like I'll just be like, "Oh yeah, but yeah, it doesn't." Yeah, yeah it's not anymore. You know, yeah. it, or it's it, or that it's got two wounds because people think mm-hmm. of it before it got its upgrade when it was just one wound, no wound cap. Yeah. So you know, having an S two light infantry that's not hackable be two wounds with total immunity <laughs> is um is really nice for hack. So is it, um, is it, it a lot of fun playing. Sorry, is it, is it, is it is it full? Uh, two wounds or is it that that pseudo NWI no, shock immune? Two wounds. Yeah, no, it's oh, cool. two wounds no. now. Cool. Yeah, yeah, which is quite nice. So yeah, those two profiles. Hoppy, thanks for the question. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we have a question from Zephyr. Uh, actually, we have. Two, uh, do I just do them both? Yeah, just do both. Yeah, do both. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your favorite pieces of faction design from a game design standpoint? And then his follow-up question is: Which unit do you wish didn't exist because it shut because it shuts down list building around it too much? So, like, you've got the design. 
So favorite yep. pieces of faction design, then what unit do you wish didn't exist because it does kind of shut down less building from a design perspective? Mm. Yeah. I, um, I think I'm I'll just going to go first yeah, on yeah. this. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, because, well, I'm going to go first just to say that I agree with what Zephyr was alluding to uh, in his follow-up question about the Asawira, um, because it is such a mm. goddamn good profile in Hagislam yeah. and Assassins that you're often a little bit like silly not mm. to include it. Um, yeah. And then similarly to the Liberto, um, because um, you're off in factions that can take it, or you're often just running at five SWC, not six. And then the and then uh, yeah, so 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 those on that set on this follow up question. Um, but then pieces of faction design from a game design standpoint, I'll let you guys take that away because I'll have to think about that. I, yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'll start with the second question first as well. Sorry, oh. Jacob. Um, that's right. So for me, Hornak. Um, yeah. In Morat, he's just. <laughs> I, I didn't. I have didn't you listened to? Have you listened to Rob's uh, latest video? <laughs> no, <laughs> where, I haven't. Where he says that you should get your head checked out if you don't run Kornak. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. that. That is the point, right? Is like, why would you not run Kornak? Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I'll stand by it. You don't have to run Kornak every time, but he's very hard to put away. Yes. Um, and I, I really don't like that. Um, and basically, my favorite piece from a fashion design point of view is versatility. Um, the more versatile the fashion can be, the more viable different uh, a variety of units is. That's the more I like the fashion um, for me. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's my favorite part of uh, fashion design: flexibility effect. Hmm. Jacob. Uh, I, I again, I'll, I'll I'll do the same thing. I'll start with his second one. I'm just trying to think of a good example that like I really had, um, sort of thought about. Um, and now I think about it, and like I think the um, the speculo killer for Shaz. It's such a good profile. It has it it like it does its job so well, and it's a piece that's so needed in Shaz to like assassinate something really important. That you're that you you're always going to take at least one. It's probably going to be the mine layer one, um, and it's probably going to be the unit that you hold back. Um, I just I think that the the speculo killer in Shaz Vasti. It's 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 such a it's it's such it's such a good tool in a faction that really needs to lean on like it has like Shazvasi has to lean on its tools. It has to lean on Caliban's using like Prothean and being up there like Noctifers and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And the 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 speculate killer is like the epitome of that, where you've got the monofilament like high impersonator. You've got smoke like it. It has so many things that yeah. it potentially needs Here's to do. the epitome. The, yeah. e the epitome. If, um, no, I, do, I kind of do agree. I've seen a few Shaz lists built without any speculos, and I go, what? Why? Why? Yeah. Including one. But it's like you make a good case for it, because if you look at Combined Army, it has access to speculos. You don't always see it. Hack Islam has access to fides. I mean, you see them most of the time. But they're not. They're not. They don't shut down list building in the same way that Speculo does. Well, not shut down. It kind of narrows it well, a little bit because they, because you because you pay because you pay that one and a half SWC for the mm -hmm. pleasure of having the mine layer. That's 
that's a, that's a significant chunk of your points yeah. of your SWC alliance. Well, I, I think for like assassins who really have the uh, well hack Islam, but assassins for the sake of talking about sectorials have the only sort of comparable piece in the fide. But the one thing that the speculate so, does, I said, it's it's not an opportunity. You're not having an opportunity cost associated with it because it's, it's zero SWC and twenty five points, so it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, down less building. Yeah, and the for day, like if you need smoke, you just take the Gazis. Sure. Right, like sure, like yeah. like its role can be spread out across a whole bunch of things. Okay. Um, oh, oh, here I've got I've got a spicy one for you. Oh, hold, hold on, I, just 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 oh. before just before I just say my favorite piece of uh, faction design. I've already covered it. Um, is the um the way in which they've implemented the fire team changes that have allowed. Mm the personality of sectorials uh, to really shine through. Beautiful. Yeah. I think I'd probably echo that, actually. I, I couldn't really think of anything top of my head from, from Zephyr there to say faction design, but I think, think what they've done now to really individualize the sectorials and um, promote, like, um, promote stuff like mm. what's happened in Starmada, like the just the meteoric rise that Starmada's had since they've added Roadbots and Sarko to them, um, to give them that flexibility, to yeah. give them that ability to be in the midfield, right? Either through infiltration or through a really yeah. fast um, yeah. bot. And also the amount of duos that that faction can have also yeah. really opens up less buildings. So I think, yeah, I think the fire team changes overall have opened up okay. list building for a ton of sectorals. Yeah. And, it, and um, it's and it's some some vanilla. The only uh, criticism I have for the way that they've handled the fire team changes is they haven't um, extended that same thought to vanilla, where we have this issue of some vanilla factions have good duos and some vanilla factions basically not having any duos. Yeah, um, and I think that's just been a uh, like I don't I just don't think CB have actually paid too close attention to that. So I would like them to address that in the coming it, months. It does it does seem like an afterthought the vanilla duos. Yes, yes, and it's just they're just not evenly distributed. I don't want them yeah. all to be excellent, but uh, the fact that yeah. there's literally some where you just would never even consider yeah. them. I think I think pointless. Like from memory, the only factions I think that would have good ones are what Hak Islam and um, Yujing. Yujing, Yujing mm -hmm. have good ones, yeah, but there's yeah. not too many others. There's a couple of like, oh, that's cute ones, but not like, oh, this is really fun. Yeah. Um, and my spite, my spicy take. Uh, mm -hmm. If you were, if you had nothing else to say, Jacob. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, my spicy take on um, uh, units which I wish didn't exist, and this is spicy because they've just had a revamp, so I don't mm -hmm. know if this is true or not anymore, but Riot Girls. Uh, yeah, right, right, because, yeah, there were, there were two. Fair enough. Two I, because I, because yeah, they were too popular before, yeah. and I don't yeah. see that yeah. changing now. I, I, I am, I, that's, that's the one thing I'm, I want to do as soon as I get my freaking delivery of Bakunin, um, is... I am going to try and see if I can, like, challenge that. I want to see how far the Moira's, the reverends, can be pushed. Yeah. Um, I want, I want, I want to, I want to see if, like, like that. And I really think that MSV, uh, sorry, not the MSV, the Mimitism minus six, can bring them into their own. I just have to wait and see. And it might not be a, and it might not be a shut shutting down of of um of it necessarily because I guess like before what 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 it, what I think it has done is it will move us away from seeing a pure core of riot girls 
maybe into like a moderator with a riot girl in it which is less a shutting down of list building because it's a lot less of an investment because then that allows you to, to then take some of the newer spicier like newer more interesting yeah. stuff but i, I can see, um, what, I see what, what remains to be seen yeah, yeah. i can see, i can um, see what you're saying it's still such a good link well you're trying to you're trying to button yeah here yeah no i just i need to run that's all that's all all right, um, I'll read. I'll read. I'll read. Uh, yeah, I'll read out the last one, yep. and we'll um, get it done. So, which unit do you? Uh, so, this is asked by Fest. Uh, so, which unit do you love, uh, but you just can't take because they're not good enough, or you, or it doesn't fit the faction? I'm going to go first and just say I've said it again. I've said it before. I've said it again. Aya. Yeah, Aya. that's that's a, that's a cop out. Let's let's ban Aya from the uh, from. The... <laughs> oh, all right, fine. If 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 I had to say one that's. Another one, uh, uh, the um, uh, Azura Spitfire. Mm. I was actually recommending you to use that, right? So, um, <laughs> no, the ever lot, the ever heavier. Um, it's you just, are, it's oh. just incredibly expensive, and it's such a one-dimensional piece. Yeah, but it makes mm -hmm. it easy to use. The the one argument I was making for Hugh is he was having trouble with the sort because do so much. Nope. But I think Chris. if you just narrow its focus for a little while. Yeah, good with it with a spitfire, and then you can expand with the multi rifle hacker. Yeah, the the uh, the, 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 nice, the, the biggest the biggest problem with it is that like, as soon as someone has white noise, you've you've right, you've just got this like oh, seventy point yeah. break. <laughs> All right, go on, someone else. What's yours, Val? Um, mine is Ratnik, but I'm gonna make it work. So, but at the moment, I'm posting Varanin, but the Ratnik uh, is... Yeah, tough, that's fair enough. The only thing, he, I think he's... I love him, and I think he is good. Well, actually, I, I don't think any model's not good enough. Any uh, profile's not good enough, but the Ratnik is the... Oh, so the IR is good enough, is it? Uh, yes, I think I could make that. <laughs> the IR is not... Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, mine, I've got two. So the first one is... Um, pains me to say this, it really does. Oh, I love him, love him so much. But Tariq Mansuri. Yeah. Yeah. Just he he fits he fits Rama like a glove. I don't think he really fits vanilla hack quite as well. Actually, no, he fits he fits vanilla hack okay. But what's what what has been added around him is just so much better and cheaper. Like you've got the Asawira Spitfire, who is a better shot with a better gun for less points. You've um if They've just buffed the Namur to be better than Tariq. Like, it doesn't move as fast, but has climbing plus instead of stripper jump. As as I said, can have a Spitfire that isn't plus two damage, but sure, whatever. Um, it's just as tough. Also has total immunity, and that was also like pretty good in close combat. There's just so much around him that has just gotten better, and he's like, I'm BS thirteen though. I'm I'm fine. Like I'm okay. I'm I'm on a fat base, and I'm fifty seven points. Uh, yeah, it, oh, it's it's, it's hard. He's, 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 he's sort of like you take a look at him, and the closest sort of to his equivalent is Ajax, and you you, you see what like he could be, um, in a yeah. fact, in a fact, well, like a Ajax is like, but, a a like, but what I'm saying is like Ajax is an Ajax is is like in a faction is a similar similar model, but he like stands out in Ajax Steel Phalanx. Has 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 cut his own niche in there very well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Tariq. And the thing is, like, and you can see that people aren't taking him because CB did recently buff him. Well, not buff mm. him, but give him. They added. They did what they've done to the IR. Rather than trying to make Tariq just more usable, they added an extra profile, which is admittingly better. They basically just said, "Here's the AP rifle version. 
and then giving it tactical awareness, which you go, oh yeah, I guess so, but but you were still not taking the Spitfire version very often because it's just such a such a cost for not that much of an output. And I I don't know what to do with him, um, other than maybe give him total immunity as well, because then that would be awesome. But uh, ah, we'll see. Strong. We'll see. I don't know. Is he though? Like armor three, total immunity with two wounds. Like no stronger than he'd be mm-hmm. no tougher than um the Namur, and he'd still be more expensive. So um, I feel I feel I feel like I feel like if you my last yep. sorry. sorry. Oh, I was just say I, I feel like if you give him sort of like the treatment of the um Azura and made him a uh, like a specialist, you could just run him as like a Rambo piece, but. Whatever. Maybe. And then my last one, which is just a really quick one, because it needs no introduction, uh, are the Jeth Cutthroats. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Because, again, excellent models. The Defiance models are primo. They look great. They, they should be good, but they're just bad. And how much, how much do you want to run the bloody, uh, but, the so, bloody so, patrol? So, so Val, is, Val is literally dying. Yeah, I have to run. I have to run, guys. Okay. Sorry, uh, just before you go, I've been Jacob. I've been Kevin. I've been Val. And you've been listening to Lots of Lieutenant. Thank you, guys.